Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. In an instant, an auto accident can put you in the worst financial position of your life. It's an absolute must. You got to hire the right lawyer. You're going to make sure that your insurance companies pay you what you are owed. Injury attorney David Feminini on his team. They are exactly who you need to call. They have been making insurance companies pay for over 30 years. They're going to help you with your case as well. David is ready to speak to you personally. Right now, 855-65-CRASH. That's 855-65-CRASH, or you simply go to the website, getdavid, getpaid.com. How about that introduction? 97-1. Would it have been sacrilegious for Doug to just have, like, half the poonchki? Yes. Doug would have been sick. Doug's not used to eating that much sugar. But he could have had some. No. He walked out with the poonchki. I don't know if he threw it away. I don't know why. That feels, like, unacceptable. Maybe he gives it to his kids. Okay. If you haven't eaten sugar like Doug, extremely healthy, that will make it's not going to kill you, but it's going to make you feel very uncomfortable. And then Luke Sloan tells us, who you just heard in the update, that they're pressuring him over in the newsroom to go for the record. He had six punchkis a year ago. I don't think Luke's body you know, you know could hold six punchkis down, and they want this guy to go seven, eight, eight punchkis. Punchkis is a young man's game. It is. It's like four days worth of food, like calories. I, like, Kenny may be soon to opting out. Okay, I can imagine Kenny from like five years ago could probably put away about six to ten of them. Now he's probably to the two, three range. Yeah, back in my fighting days, I could put See? at least half a dozen down. No See? problem at all. It's a young man's game. It do, is. Do you age out of Yeah, I think you do. You do. Because I'm down to like a three quarters of one right now, and I'm like, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. See? And I, Kenny, here's the funny thing. And this isn't where we were. No, we're just having fun for a second. You're good. I said I was going to become the person I hate. And I was going to cut it in half. Because I used to be like back in the day, like, who can't eat a whole one? Why are you cutting it in half? Be a man. Like, be a man. They looked at me weird. I came in here with a knife because I'm going to cut it in half. David, right? You know, I may take the other half from you because it's like, I don't want to eat a whole thing. We got a group of washed dudes around here. But walking in, in with day, little plastic uh, knives uh, and bro, eating little bites. Back in the day when I worked for Fox 2 with Al Allen, we would come back. With, we would each have a box. Yeah, that's Al Allen. You go ahead and hit that. <laughs> Al's an icon. I, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> walking around with Al... Man, it was like walking around with the president. Al has clout like you never believed before. We never pay for stuff. I can say that now because he's out the business. <laughs> we didn't plan on going an hour into Poonchkis. If you want to call in about him, great. But I would like to reflect on on where the Lions sit as we kick off the offseason. Super Bowl was Sunday. The offseason's officially here. And I want to know the priority, the biggest priority that you have for this team. And I don't think there's just one area this team needs to improve. You saw what it takes to win a Super Bowl. I don't think they would have beaten Kansas City, but it doesn't mean they can't win it next season in New Orleans. To me, Rico, the biggest priority is the offensive line. 
You got two guards hitting free agency. The reason this team was even in position to win the Super Bowl this year is because of what they do up front. If you're going to pay Goff, if you want to win with Goff, you got to keep him clean. He's elite when he's clean. You cannot have a drop-off on the offensive line. 9-1 and one when the top five starters all played. 9-1 and one and the only loss, the Dallas game. To me, the biggest priority is making sure the O-line is as good, if not better, going into next season. And then, of course, you address things on defense and, and whatever. To me, the biggest priority is the offensive line. But I do want to hear from Lions fans today because we are into off-season mode. And this is the most exciting off-season that we've ever had because you're that close to a Super Bowl. 248-539-9797. And you made some strong arguments, man. This, this is the heat that I want you to bring in the morning. <laughs> okay. okay? Sure. Bring that heat in the morning because that's some strong arguments. You and Gov, yeah, people. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> Rico walked into work today. He got stuck in the vortex. Anyway. Yeah, Gov was shot out of a cannon. I like where you're going with that. And I, what you're saying makes sense because when that line was all together, you're healthy. You got, you know, your guards. You got, you know, Ragnow. Never going to be fully healthy while he's playing. Um, Decker says he wants to be here. He wants to be a lion for life, but that may be a business decision you have to make. You may not be able to sign everybody. So I like that. And I still say that that's priority number two. Priority number one, you have to upgrade your defensive line. We're thinking line. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking the other side of the ball. You have to upgrade your defensive line so that you don't have to constantly blitz and blitz and blitz, that you're able to just rush four and not even get to the quarterback, contain the quarterback, make the quarterback move. So then you have seven in the back. So now, you know, you're muddying up the waters that it, it, completions aren't going to be easy. I think your defensive line, especially, you got to go get Aiden to playmate. He needs somebody where it's not just, you know what, just kind of get Aiden out of the play and you're okay. Because that's what it felt like. And a lot of, Aiden is still young. So a lot of times he would fall for the okie doke where, he would get sucked in. Like when you're watching the Super Bowl and they were looking at Bosa and they were like, you know, Bosa's being smart. He could go after, but he knows stand your ground because this is actually hurting Mahomes. Aiden still falls for that type of stuff because he's thinking, sack, quarterback, I can do my thriller dance. <laughs> get him a playmate. Get How about him- that D, baby? You want defense? Yes. Get him somebody else. Improve the defensive line. Get some depth in there that you can rotate guys in there so they can go out there and just give it their all almost in hockey shifts where you just know, hey, go out there, give me everything for five plays, come back, catch your breath, and I'm going to get you back in there in about another three, four plays. It's probably the second biggest priority for me is the defensive end opposite Aiden Hutchinson. You do want to be able to put games away. You don't want to have to rely on a blitz. I just I want to make sure that first things first, the offense is taken care of because that's going to be able to put games away. See, I, here's what if, here's, if, you, if you told me, hey, they're keeping Glasgow and Jonah, or they're replacing one with a high priority free agent guard or a high draft pick, I go, great. Now the focus is exclusively on defense, but I, I need to know the offensive line is secured before I can move on. 248 539 9797, in case we didn't get off the phone number. Guys, I don't, I'm not trying to say that, that Jim Costa is wrong. Because I think that that's the number two thing. But unfortunately, in this world, if I don't agree with you, you're wrong. He's an idiot. Yell at him. But here's why I will say the defensive line is more of a priority. 
Look at all the top offenses in the NFL. They really didn't make the Super Bowl. They didn't. Teams that had defenses went the furthest along because they could shut down the opponent. The Miami Dolphins had the offense to end all offenses. They hung 70. But when it came down to it, they couldn't stop anybody. I get you. The teams that were left standing in the conference titles, the first, second, and third best scoring defenses, and the Detroit Lions. Right. I'm not telling you. And and, and, and this look, doesn't need to be this, like, you know, we're not fighting each other because no, no, I it, see it, what you're saying. Right. And, and, and it's not salt in the wound, but your defense couldn't hold a lead for you. You have to improve. That. I know you can yep. score. I know you can put points out there. But can you keep the opposing quarterback from scoring? That's why, to me, it's number one, the D-line. Because, yeah, offense, think about all the offensive teams that are out there that score a ton of points, and they were all sitting at home watching. Yeah, I think if you're going to match up with the Niners or the Chiefs, the yeah. two teams that played in the Super Bowl. Where was the Philly, the brotherly shove? It was at home. You're going to need to get to Purdy at the end of the NFC title game if you play it a second time, right? you got to get home and finish that game. If you face Mahomes and you have to blitz, you're probably not beating him. So I agree with you, but my concern is to get back to that point, to get in that game, you got to have this offensive line. It is the engine that drives this football team. It's what makes Jared Goff, whatever you think of him, a top 5, top 10, top 12 quarterback, he is at his best when this team protects him. When you have the run game, when you can pick up all the fourth and shorts that Dan Campbell wants to go for, this O-line needs to be not good, great. And it was this year. And it can be next year, but you can't allow any slippage, Rico, because if we talk about last year being their best shot or not being their best shot, if the O-line slips, that will have been their best shot. Because then Goff starts to regress, the run game's not as potent. You don't have a 17-point lead in the NFC title well, game. you got to come back, and you don't have the O-line to keep them up. See here, I'm going to help make your point. I still think it's the defense, but because I'm just sick and twisted, I would go back, I've gone back and rewatched games, including the Super Bowl. Don't ask me why I watched yeah. it last night, because guess what? Same results. Niners lost. But in the Lions game against the Niners, a lot of the interior push – you could tell that whatever Ragnar was on was wearing off. And he was, I mean, the interior, and you could tell where Jonah wasn't. Yeah. And the interior was getting beat on a lot of plays where in the first half, man, they were pushing guys three yards forward. In the second half, as the game went further and further along, they were getting beat at the point of attack. I, I think what makes this conversation so interesting is they need to both, both their their D-line and a reinforcement on their O-line. If someone wanted to say, a better sure-handed receiver so you catch those third and fourth downs. No. I, Rico, my point is someone could say corner, kicker. The I was question, about to say, that's actually right up there was kicker. But but why this is a conversation kicker. is you gotta, you got to prioritize. You might want all of these things. you got to prioritize. What's one or two at the top of the list? What, what do you mean, kicker? Here. Oh, go! I'm interested in what you were saying there. How that should be number three? Yeah. Or in the kicker? Yeah, kicker is number three, and the reason being, but see, you have to have a coach that believes in this kicker because I I just don't believe that Campbell does. But here's why kicker is important. And I know people are like, oh, do anybody can kick? No, no, no. Guys, go online. We don't know the dates, but you could see the Lions' opponents for next year. The Lions are going to play 14 games in a dome, controlled environment, which means that kicking a 50-yard field goal should just be automatic. There is no wind. There is no rain. There is no snow. There's none of that. 
14 of your 17 games in a dome. One game's out going to be out in California, so you don't know. It, you could have good weather. Probably will. And then you got Chicago and Green Bay. Yeah, can't avoid it. But other than that, go do your thing. Yeah. Okay, 248-539-9797. Prioritize it. Super Bowl's behind us. Off-season's here. You tell us what's at the top of the list if the Lions are going to finish this thing next year and be Super Bowl champs. It's 97-1. Super Bowl's behind us. Off-season's here. Lions have four picks in the top 100. $60 million in cap space. I know cap's not real, but they got a lot. And the goal's simple. Go win the Super Bowl. What's the biggest priority for the Lions? That's our question to start the show today. What is the biggest priority for Brad Holmes with all the draft picks, with the cap space, with the goal in mind of winning the Super Bowl? You just saw Kansas City eke it out in overtime. How do you topple the dynasty? How do you win the whole thing? Priorities for this football team. For me, I put offensive line number one just because I don't want any slippage. This team's close. And the biggest reason they could have won the Super Bowl this year, that offensive line. Nine and one when all five play. The one loss was the Dallas game. Some of you would say they were 10 and 0. Keep that unit going. It's the engine that drives the team. Let's them run it. Pick up fourth and shorts. Makes Jared Goff's life easy. Allows him to look like a great quarterback. 27 touchdowns, three picks, I think, when clean. No slippage. If you got to resign your guards or if you need to address it in free agency or the draft, that's the biggest priority. Then, of course, guys, they need to be better on defense. Get Aiden a buddy, add a corner. If you want to add a kicker, fine. But number one is you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. You got to make sure the offense stays great. Otherwise, none of this matters anyway. The defense can get a little better, but if the O line takes a step back, you're not actually making any progress. I get what you're saying, but I think that you need to lock up your defense. I think that the O line. Yeah, it was nice watching them score all those points and doing all that fun stuff and the touchdown play and the wee. But in the end, the touchdown play. You have to be able to stop teams. I mean, once again, look at Kansas City. They let Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you can go. We we care about the defense now. We're all about locking people up. That's why I think defensive priority, defensive line one. Well, they have Mahomes. Offensive line two. Okay. Kicker is three. Okay, I would put corner three. See, here's the thing. That's what I would put two. Yeah. No, no. Let me help you with that. For people who want corner, let me help you guys. If your defensive line is great, your corners don't have to cover as long. Agreed. Why do you think Kansas City corners look so good? Because number 95 is saying, hi, I know your play. Okay, I, I'm about to tackle Rico, you. big picture, I agree with you, but their corners are legitimately good corners. McDuffie was an no, all-pro this year. No, they, they are, but the longer a corner has to cover you somebody. Make their you're right. Yes, no, you're right. It's it's a symbiotic relationship, coverage versus pressure. I agree. I'd rather have pressure than corner, which is why I put I mean, D-line two and corner three, but you can't leave corner off your top three priorities, Rico. They have to address no, that. No, but if you address the defensive line, your corners are going to be Everybody like, oh, my God. Okay. These, you know, Cam Sutton is horrible. Well, well, Cam Sutton won't have to wait that's that it. long. But that's it. And that's why I think it's a prior, It's my number one priority. Because Cam Sutton can't be number one. I don't care who you have on the defensive line. David, he can't be number one. David, but if you could cut the uh, time that you attack the I quarterback you. by right. a second and a half. You're right. 
all of a sudden it's going to be like, man, that Cam Sutton, but, he's the man. I want to get his jersey. But it's buyer's remorse right now with Cam Sutton. I don't think because if you, can't you get, get an pressure. elite defensive line, he's still a liability on your defense. Because, because quarterbacks, no. Lions are going to blitz, won't be a safety, identify where Cam Sutton is, throw ball deep. Very simple. Okay, 248-539-9797. You watch that Super Bowl. Do they need to be able to get to a guy like Mahomes more consistently? Yes. But you also got to put that game away. The Niners kicking all these field goals. Even the Chiefs kicking all these field goals. Get your old line right. Finish games. Finish games. Let's get people's thoughts on this. Ray, you're up first. You're on 97-1. Hey, 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 it's Rick. What's going on? What's up, Rick? Rick, how you doing? Hey, and listen here. I just got to say this real quick. Uh, Rico... Me and your man Bill is good friends, so you know I know what I'm talking about. Okay. We need to address the secondary. Any team can walk up and down the field on the Detroit Lions. And, again, we must address the secondary. And what my man was talking about, far is the Lions wouldn't have won the Super We If the Lions was playing the Super Bowl, we would have scored more than both of them teams. So it's not about that. It's about can we score, yes, but can we cover? I have seen scrubs walk up and down the field on the Lions. So I'm going to rest my case. I'm not going to be too loud. Address the secondary. Put somebody back there with Branch. Get you a solid corner. Then get you a defensive end because Houston's going to be all right. Let's play this thing right. The offensive line, just pay them, and we'll be all right because don't nobody want to break up the nucleus. Right. So well, I Rick, have Rick, spoken. Rick. I have spoken. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's spoken. I'm sorry. That was incredible. I, you know what? I have spoken. <laughs> he turned into Moses. Ramsey. Rico, I have spoken. So Mic drop. It, so let it be written. So let it be done. All right. I will have no counter arguments presented. There I have spoken. None. I am correct. Case closed. Rick, I get the secondary. Case closed. <laughs> but between him and Gov, man, what a heck of a morning. <laughs> Bet- look, if you improve the defensive line, your secondary does not have to cover as long. Yep, I'm with you. That's why, you know, you you, you see some of the all pros. I mean, heck, you, you look at uh, Denor, Lenore and uh, Ward, the secondary for the Niners. They look good because they get a pass rush. And because there's seven dudes in coverage. Right. Yeah. If, if they didn't get a pass rush, look at what they did and look how they looked against the Ravens. They couldn't get to Lamar. They looked god off. Or when, for some reason... Your DC decided to blitz late in the game against the Chiefs. Right. Uh, those corners don't look as good. They don't. But yeah. when you can get to the quarterback. It's a lot better. Yep. And that's why I say, yeah, it, yeah it, to me, the corner and secondary, I, I would put that maybe fourth on the list. But if you improve the defensive line, Cam Sutton's not looking that bad. Okay. Johnny, you take a spin at this. What's up? You're on 97.1. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, good. Johnny. And Johnny finished you know, his call I, saying, I have spoken. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. So I think, and I'm trying to be like as realistic of where we're trying to go with the immediate future. I think offensive line in the draft, those players typically go develop a little faster than defensive line players. They can make a larger impact. And I want defensive line and free agency all day, every day. We can get corners you know, down the road, possibly, you know, somebody uh, unhappy during the season trade-wise, but we got to do the interior first. And all I can say is I have spoken. (laughs) Thank you, Johnny. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, so some of the fun in this is once you understand what your biggest needs are, then you can go, okay, well, what's the best way to address them? Right. We're, we're not at free agency yet. We haven't gotten to, to draft talk just yet. Although, don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to be oh, here. it's long overdue, but you're happiest we haven't talked. We're happy talk. to delay it. So he says O-line. And, and if they pay Jonah and, Gra- and Glasgow, sweet. If they don't, then you got to draft the next Jonah. They got him in the third. They've got two thirds. As long as they take care of that front, then we get to defense and you're going D-end edge pressure, Aiden's buddy, play date, however you want to say it. I'm with you on that. Where is Jeff at? Jeff, you're on 97.1. Hi. Um, I just, I was going to say, I've heard everybody makes sense. Every every single one, uh, you know, that people have said makes sense. And I'm going to go with corner first because I think we're the, it's the biggest deficit. I think there's defensive linemen and yes, we need to add an upgrade. Offensive line, we can sign our own. We've got some options. But I think we have to get a number one cornerback. Move Sutton to two. The safety, we have quite a crowded safety area. But Mm -hmm. a cover cornerback, an elite cornerback, I think is the thing that we are missing and we don't have access to now. So that's why I would place cornerback at number one. I think there's an argument with corner where you don't want to trust a rookie. Sauce Gardner's kind of a, a rare example of a rookie who made an impact right away. So if you don't feel like you can draft a, Q, uh, a, a, a CB1, that doesn't have to be a free agent. Then it might have to be a big priority when free agency hits because it's the only way to get a guy who can immediately step in, right? Right, because I, I remember when Sauce came out and I was like, guys, I was like, who's the best? I was like, the best person is a corner. But the Lions don't want to hear that. Not after Okuda. Because, right, because of Jeff Okuda, nobody was open to that. I'm like, because I remember telling Doug, like, Doug, it's actually, because they were like, oh, you just, you know, that's your godson. That was Mike. That's your god. like, <laughs> he's actually really good. But Lions fans wouldn't be open enough to take him. Now you would. Well, I still would rather have Aiden. But I, I think he's better than anybody thought at the time of the draft. Yes. Sauce is much better than we thought leading into that draft. And he's but got I, better commercials with a singing Buffalo. Have I not seen this commercial? The B-Dubs commercial. Oh, I don't think I've seen the commercial. You haven't? The Sauce B-Dubs commercial? You probably don't know that Sauce. I probably have seen the commercial. Yeah, you probably don't realize, <laughs> oh, that Sauce. Cause, right. Yeah. But yeah, I, you got to go out and you got to, to me, you got to get a defensive line. Okay. You, you That's, I, I mean, and maybe you take another swing at Chase Young. Because I know a lot of people made fun of him, but once he got the fire lit under him, you saw a different person in the Super Bowl. Just saying. Rico has that's spoken. Aaron, that's an Aaron Glenn problem. Keep the fire lit under him. You're this top D coordinator. Do your job. I've spoken. I'm done. Lions priority list as the offseason officially kicks off this week. 97-1, Jim Costa in for Mike Valeni. My biggest priority for the Lions, the offensive line, the engine that drives the team. You have to avoid any slippage. That has to stay great. Second biggest priority, get Aiden a buddy, get pressure without blitzing, help your coverage. And my third biggest need is the coverage, corner. It's my number three need for the Lions. But we ask you guys, because they they could use a little of this or a little bit of that, get over the hump, win it. What are your priorities? What's the top priority for the Lions? 248-539-9797. 248-539-9797. Rico, just re- reset for people. Mine is defensive line. Um, you improve your defensive line because there was a reason why the top three def- scoring defenses were left, or, and it was you. 
you couldn't stop anybody. Now, when we had a caller saying, well, the Lions would have scored and they would have did all of this, I, I don't know if they would have. They would have put up some points, but then they, I don't think they were going to be able to stop the other quarterbacks that were out there. Correct. I mean, you did not stop Purdy. I don't think you would have stopped Mahomes. He's and another I don't, level, yeah. And I don't think you would have stopped Lamar because, oh, wait, you played Lamar earlier this year and you did not stop him. So that's a problem. When you're playing bottom teams, yeah, your defense looks good. But when you your schedule next year sets up that you're playing a lot of playoff teams, which means you're and depending on what the Bears do, you're going to be playing 10 to 12 games against a mobile QB. We all know that's the Lions Achilles heel. Okay. A lot of the games they lost this year, common denominator, quarterback who can scramble and run, and you couldn't stop it. Ed. Do you agree with the conversation? You're on 97.1. What's up, man? I think for this one, uh, Rico is is dead on. One, two, three, a couple quick points. Here's the reality. What did Cam Sutton have in Pittsburgh that he didn't have here? A dominant defensive line. Yep. The Watt, everybody Hayward, rushing Watt. the pass. Yep. When you can drop seven – and you can disguise zone coverages. You can have different man blitzes. You can have different things that confuse quarterbacks because you're getting enough pressure consistently. Remember last year when Philadelphia, not this year, just past the year before, when they got pressure before they lost their D, their DT, I think Hargrave, I can't remember exactly. Yeah. But when they got a ton of pressure, their cornerbacks were in the top 10 in the, in the league. This year, without getting all the pressure, they were a laughing stock. Everybody says Philly can't corner cover anybody. It's the same crew of people, but they couldn't cover because and they no longer dominated the front four. So when you take care of the front four, and if you care about Aiden Hutchinson, you have to get him not just the in-help. You have to have waves of groups you can bring in. The, the defensive tackles, you need to have waves. If you want to extend his career and him be an all-time great in the NFL and for the Lions – uh, securing that line, Cam Sutton will look like a pro bowler again, like he did with Pittsburgh, why they went and signed him. And and we got to remember, we, we lost a guy from San Francisco the first game, uh, uh, Mosley the very first game. Yep. If we had him, Sutton would have been in a more natural position. But without pressure, listen, nobody but Gardner and, nobody but Gardner and, and Ramsey can literally cover for long periods of time at a, at a success rate without front four pressure. So if you think it's anything but DN, first and second, you're completely wrong because no corner can cover for long periods of time with the speed that's in the NFL now. It's just my opinion. I'm done speaking. <laughs> and and here's the, to go with that with Mosley coming here. Yeah. He, he probably looked, looked a lot better. The Niners moved. They still, you know, they moved in some new corners in there, and they got the job done. With Ward, led the team in interceptions. When you have the defensive line, Cam Sutton, and he brought up a great point, Cam Sutton looked a whole lot better than he did in Pittsburgh than here. Rico, how about this stat that backs up everything Ed said and all the stuff we've talked about about D-line versus corners. The Lions gave up the most air yards in the NFL this year. That means routes that take time to develop down the field. Well, what do you got to do? Stop giving them so much time. Nobody can cover for four or five seconds. You're going to give up deeper routes down the field if you if you can't get home. Yeah, I think if we're looking at defense, the line is where it all starts. 
Not to say you ignore corner. No, you don't. But it's not a bigger priority. And that's what we're trying to decide here, the biggest priorities for the Lions. Sheldon in Detroit, you're on 97.1. Yeah, Cookies, Rico, cookies, Rico how, how you guys doing? Good, man. But like I said, sorry, cause I got to I got to agree with I got to agree with the uh, with the other call as far as we need a shutdown a legit shutdown corner. But we are going to have to eventually address that offensive line because I'm I'm worried about Frank Frank Ragnar. Right. But we need a shutdown corner so that way at least that way the defensive line don't have to work as hard and eventually. Aiden Hutz, Aiden's going to need a buddy, and I think Holmes banked on Houston being back soon, early. But since he realized, I guess his injury took a long, long took longer to heal, he couldn't come back as early, and mm-hmm. he should. And he stood. His injuries are well. Hey, I can stand pat. I ain't got the. I got to make a move at the trade that trade deadline. Yeah, I think what's going to be crazy is we all agree they need a defensive lineman, an edge player. It just you know everybody's got different order of priority, but they didn't draft an edge guy last year. They didn't trade for an edge guy last year. They didn't sign in free agency an edge player last year. So whether it's by trade, free agency, or the draft, they better address one this year. Well, that's why I'm not going to hold my breath because Brad Holmes has shown me he's going to do what he wants to do. And if you speak out against him, he's going to keep receipts. Well, Brad, R-I-C-O, get the name right. You need to get a defensive lineman, a rush edge. You have to. You've ignored it. It's not Houston, okay? Going and getting somebody late in the day. How about you just take the time and get an impact player now? Or if you have to trade for one. Because eh, I'm sitting here watching it in the break. You know who's a top priority for the Niners? Chase Young. They're thinking about they're gonna try to bring him back. Yeah, yeah. They went and got Harv Graves. They went and said, you know what? We have Armstead. We have Bosa. We need more. We need depth in case somebody goes down. You need that here. Mm-hmm. You need to be able that when you have a 17-point lead, you can go and shut the other quarterback down when you know he's got to throw the ball. So we're just going to pin our ears back and go get him. Brooklyn, you're in Utica. You're next up. You're on 97-1. How you guys doing? I'm definitely looking at the line, right? I'm, I'm thinking about what we could do in the offseason with the defensive line, defensive edge rushing. Like, we are in so much need of our defense to get exploited. I'm really hoping that we can get something. We haven't had enough edge rushers since James Houston, and he's been out all season. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Brooklyn, because you got to bring in people depth so that you don't have to. Here's what we've been fortunate. Aiden stayed healthy. What if Aiden goes down for five games because he rolls an ankle or something? You're screwed. Who are you bringing in? Mm-hmm. Nobody. You need to bring in depth. It Because here's the thing. Jameer Gibbs didn't really do nothing for half the year. You had Montgomery. If Montgomery went down, you got Gibbs. You, know, you got interchangeable pieces. Okay? Laporta went down, and they found a way to, to kind of keep this thing going in that first playoff game. He didn't do much, but you won the game. On that defensive line, it's paper thin. You lose one of your key players. Houston was gone. Yep. Great point. You got nothing. Could you imagine? And I don't wish this on anybody, but it's, it looks a lot different if Aiden ain't lining up out there. You're right. David, what's the consensus on the ticket text? What have you seen? Defensive line. We need a book in for Hutch, then a tackle, then a speedy linebacker. I have spoken. Paul and Shelby. <laughs> 
Another person says, I go secondary, then edge rusher from Rick in a cabinet shop. I have text, he said. Um, Dylan in a Subaru says, I think the number one need is the offensive line. That is the foundation of our offense, and Jared Goff is a statue. Another one, Rico. Your Did he say o- build Goff a statue? No, he, he said, said he, he is, a, is statue. a statue. Oh, okay. Rico, you're over oversimplifying it. Cam Sutton is still bad regardless of whether he has coverage or someone, or whether he has to cover someone for three seconds or ten seconds. See, ten seconds. No, Jesus. but see, here's here's where it's recency bias. As the one caller said, did he look that way, David? Did he look that way in Pittsburgh? No, but not for the reasons that people think. Yes, the defensive line was there, but they also played him more in the slot. So that may be what Detroit wants to do. And he was playing. Yeah, he wasn't a number one corner. There's a lot of things. Yeah. That, here's. You're going to, Detroit's going to want to throw him away. And then you're going to be mad because he's going to go to another team and you're going to be like, well, why didn't you do that here? Because you didn't ask me to do that here. Oh, you're right about that. All of a sudden, like, oh, Darius, he's done. He's done. He's no good. Well, wow. He's, he's still good. Yeah, Sutton is still talented, but if you use him in a different way, like he, yeah, he wasn't supposed to be the number one. All I'm saying is David Steelers gave us Sutton. Rico's Niners gave us Mosley. Neither one did the job. I blame both of you. David, you can kick your feet up. Rico's got the blitz coming up next. 97-1. David, you can kick your feet back because Rico is going to present this blitz. Oh, no, no. David's going to participate as well. Oh, okay. Let's hit it. I think it tells you I'm right. They're pushing the envelope. I'm going to watch this team. Can I just say pass? In football today. Brought to you by Hungry Howie's Flavored Crust Pizza. It's screwed up, David. Let's get in on this. All right, Rico. So let's start off. We've been talking Super Bowl. New overtime rule in Super Bowl. Didn't do a great job. Now the Chiefs got it. I love the rule. I love the rule as well. Is one thing about this new rule that maybe they need to tweak, and I'm going to ask you guys. Can we just eliminate the clock because it serves no purpose? It's confusing. Now, the only thing you need is a play clock. Yeah. Because other than that, the other clock, because if the clock hits zero, all they were going to do is put another 15 minutes up there. And that was confusing because I'm yelling at the TV, time out, you need to kick a field goal here so you can get to the second overtime. But that's not how it works. It's weird. Very weird. So I'm not the only one that just thinks to keep the play clock. But after that, the clock is null and void. Get rid of it. Like when you watch college overtime, they don't put a clock up. Because it's, yeah. it's going to be sudden It's, it's about possessions. Yeah. yeah. So after the, each one gets one, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, We've talked about this before, but I need to hear your perspective. The Chicago Bears with the number one pick have so many options. Yep. Where do they go with this number one pick? They draft Caleb Williams and they trade Justin Fields. That's how I'd approach it. You're swinging for greatness. And if Caleb ends up as a bust, at least you made an attempt for greatness. Fields, you're going to have to pay him soon anyway, and I don't know that you feel he's a franchise quarterback. But see, here's what I look at. If I trade that pick... Oh, I'm sorry, David, where are you at? I would trade back. Make sure you don't trade too far away to get either an offensive lineman or Marvin Harrison. Uh, But yeah, you're, you're keeping Fields. Here's what I would do in a perfect world. I would take Davis to the next step. I would keep Fields because okay. I could take that number one overall pick. Watch this. And I could turn it into three picks, three 
uh, first round picks. You trade back twice. Trade back twice. If I what are you, Kevin swap. Costner and draft day? Yeah, here's the thing. I want my picks there's, back. There's three quarterbacks. So let's just say I could trade with New England. You can jump the commanders. You get the number one pick. I'm sitting at three. There's still going to be another quarterback there. Try to trade that one with the Falcons. Or the Giants or something like or that. Or the Giants. Yeah. Well, and take I advantage move, of Mike's team. And I move back again. You got to give me your number one plus a number one next year. Oh, they could build a war chest. My only concern would be Eberflus was on the hot seat and Fields. If you run it back with both of them and it blows up in your face, you're going to go. We blew it. We had the number one. Right, pick. but if you're coming in there with all this draft capital and and guys who are controllable, you could pay Fields because the rest of your team is young and inexperienced. It would work. So okay, just my thought. That's one of the biggest offseason storylines. Let's stay in the NFC North. Your boy, David, Jay Jetta, Justin Jefferson. They got to figure out what he's, he wants to know. Who's going to be the quarterback before I sign? Smart. Who's the quarterback? One, who's the quarterback of Minnesota next season? And two, you're paying Justin Jefferson, right? Yes, you're paying Jefferson. The question, okay. <laughs> they want or they've inquired, I believe, about Kirk Cousins, right? Seeing if they just keep that, that train on the tracks. But there's a reason that they're picking in the top 15. They do need to hit a reset on this. If I'm them, I am targeting a quarterback. And there were rumors they tried to trade up last year. Could they try to trade up this year and get one of the big three or four? I think that's the play for Minnesota. Yes, you definitely play him. Um, I'm not quite sure he'll be happy if Kirk Cousins is the quarterback, though. And I don't know if he'll be happy if there's a rookie there because now that takes time. So, yes, you pay him. I think he might be traded. I really do. Really? I do. Because here's the thing. Cookies, we talked about this in the break. We love our wide receivers, but GMs aren't married to them. I know, David, we don't pay running backs. But you know what GMs also don't do? We don't keep high-priced wide receivers around. There's a lot of guys that, you know, Jamar Chase, probably going to get franchised because the Bengals – get a year to figure out what to do with him. So that's why I asked, what do you do with Jefferson? Is he going to be there? Because it's not like he would be the first big-time wide receiver to get moved from Minnesota. Mm, True. They've shown we will do that. Speaking of that, moving, very simple question. Where does Derrick Henry play football next year? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Well, I didn't even give you like uh, the prop bet casino, TJ. If you're listening, but that's uh, a good question, okay. Rico. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Uh, this is on the fly. How about Baltimore Ravens? Dobbins is coming off the the knee injury or Achilles Achilles injury. Mitchell, their other running backs coming off the ACL injury. An upgrade over the Gus Bus. Go to Baltimore, chase the Super Bowl. David, am I missing a more obvious one? I really I think can't think are. of anything. Maybe Cincinnati? I, can, it's, I don't know. The one that I think you guys are missing? The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Dallas Cowboys. This screams Dallas all over. Glitz, glamour, star, big name. God, that'd be annoying. That'd be really... I can picture it in my head. It's just <laughs> it, I'm annoyed by it See? just thinking about it. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. That, that was a layup, guys. All right. What do we think of the Jets next year? Well, we'll see Aaron Rodgers for a full season, right? 
Maybe. Maybe. Salah on the hot seat. I think it's great theater. I think the Jets are going to be great theater next season. It, it's it's funny because you had the owner speaking last week was the NFL Honors Super Bowl week. He's basically saying we got to make sure we can have a backup. We got to make sure we have a backup quarterback. But do you have a starter? It's the question that I have. Is Aaron Rodgers going to be healthy? I mean, the Jets are all over the place. I don't think – I don't know what they're going to – I don't know what they're going to be. I don't either. I don't. I, I'm looking at this team, and I think the media really wants this to work out. I know the Jets do, but I, I'm looking at this team, and I'm like, I don't see how this is – he's going to be that great of a – he's going to lead them anywhere. I don't see it. You're not going to beat the Dolphins. On paper, they got a good defense. Brees Hall was very good at running back at the end of last season. They're missing the quarterback. And if he I comes back the, and he's healthy, I mean, they're going to be enough in it to where it'll be but entertaining. Here's, still the third but best no, no. team but here's the what I remember. Well, it's not like the Bills are, are unstoppable. Here's what I remember about the late, Jets, though. They weren't supposed to win a division, though. Remember, first three plays, he was running for his life. Yeah. They don't have an offensive line. That's the key. Because when he sat down, I thought he was just ready to contemplate quitting. I didn't realize he was hurt because he was just like, okay, seriously, three plays, and I've already lost 17 yards. All right, Super Bowl odds are out. Mm. How do you want to do this? What are the Lions? The Lions are at plus 1,200. I'd buy it. Now, it's got to be what? Top four or top five? Top five. Yeah. Ahead of the Lions. The, the teams that were all in the title games, I'm right? guessing Baltimore would be there. Yeah. Baltimore. Hold on. Kansas City. Baltimore is at plus 900. Kansas City, plus 650. And your Niners are in the number one. I saw this. Niners, plus 550. We're missing a team. Yeah, we're, we're missing a team. I think we already mentioned him. Is it Buffalo? Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo again, huh? plus 950. The Lions are tied with the forgotten team of the NFL. That's Cincinnati? your hint. Cincinnati? Yep. Cincinnati Bengals. Lions Bengals plus 1,200. Just so you know, Eagles plus 2,000. Miami plus 1,700. Packers plus 2,000. The Cowboys plus 2,000. Texans plus 2,200. Which leads to this. MVP. The MVP odds are also out there. Okay. Uh, Mahomes and Lamar at the top. Josh Allen. Okay. Mahomes plus 750. Josh Allen plus 800. Lamar plus 1,000. Are those one, two, and three? No, they are not. Who's? Do we have the That's one, two, and four. Joe Burrow okay. plus 900. Okay. okay. At five. You get this one, you can drop the mic and say, I have spoken. Don't tell me this is your guys. It's Purdy. Wait, first of all, <laughs> I need you to put a little bass and respect in your voice. Okay? Is You've been it, hanging out in the catio too long. Is it Purdy? It is not. Okay. Okay, I'm going to get Brock Purdy is, looks like he's ninth. Okay, top 10 odds. At plus 1,600. Well, that's because the Niners are a good team. And if, again, I'm not saying he should win the MVP, but the one seed, Brock the quarterback. Brock Purdy plus yeah. 1,600. Dak Prescott plus 1,500. Jordan Love plus 1,300. Justin Herbert is tied with this other gentleman at plus 1,200. Tua? C.J. Stroud. Wow. Wow. That's yeah, second year. Notice the name I did not say? 
Yes, yes, All Rico. Right. No Jared Goff. That is your Blitz 97.1. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, well, well. Rico, you slipped something in there at the end of the Blitz. Can we address that? As, as, <laughs> as, as Doug would say... Tell me why. <laughs> Jared Goff is not in the top, what, 10, 12, 15? Where, where is he in the MVP odds the way too early for next year? All right. Here's your top 13. We've given, we'll go back and forth. Josh Allen, number one, plus 750. No, I'm sorry. Patrick Mahomes plus 750. Josh Allen plus 800. Joe Burrow plus 900. Lamar Jackson plus 1,000. These are Vegas odds, folks, from Caesar Sportsbook, not from me. C.J. Stroud and Justin Herbert each tie plus 1,200. Jordan Love, Packers QB, plus 1,300. Now, the thing is, these are all quarterbacks. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey is not one of the top candidates for MVP of next year. It's a QB award. Dak Prescott is next, plus 1,500. Brock Purdy, six plus 1,600. Jalen Hurts, plus 1,800. Tua, plus 22. Aaron Rodgers, okay. plus two, plus 2,500. What are we doing here? Matthew Stafford, plus three grand. And then finally, Jared Goff. Trevor Lawrence, no. plus 3,000. Okay. Jared Goff is not in the top 13 QBs, according to Las Vegas. Tell me why. <laughs> 248. No, seriously. Like, why is he not? Because the team should be very good next year. You, you gave out. They're among the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Right. If your team is very good and Goff has played well basically two years now, why would he not be a top 10 candidate to win the MVP? Here's the thing. The the, the, four, the five teams that are favored to win the Super Bowl were the Niners, the Chiefs, 
the uh the Ravens, the Bills, and Ravens, Bills, what was the fifth team? Niners, oh, Chiefs. And the Lions. Lions, yeah. Of that, four of those quarterbacks are on this list. But not Goff. Jared Goff, at best, has the 14th best odds. At the be- Josh Allen, he's up there. Mahomes, Brock Purdy. So what does this actually? So what does this mean? This means to me that Las Vegas does not think that Jared Goff, as much as we chant his name here in Detroit, Jared, Jared Goff. Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff. And people slander Purdy. It's Goff that's actually getting the shade. Goff is not the quarterback they believe in. Goff is not MVP caliber. Matthew Stafford. Heck, Aaron Rodgers off of an injury has better odds to win the MVP. Now, the thing about this, remember, Las Vegas is not biased. They just, only one color matters, green, money. Vegas sets the odds. And they're telling you, Jared Goff's not a top 10. He's not a 13, top 13 quarterback in the league. Lions fans, I ask you this. Do you agree with this? Or should he be placed in here? And if so, who comes out and where does Jared Goff go? Out of the top 13, where would you place him? Or you simply say, maybe Vegas knows something. 248-539-9797. Because as of right now, they're saying, no, C.J. Stroud, fifth best odds. Coming off of his rookie year, they're saying C.J. Stroud is legit. Jared Goff. And we all saw this Lions offense. He's got all the pieces in place. If the Lions are this team that scored a ton of points, if the Lions have the fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl next year, then why isn't Jared Goff's name on this list? Okay, first blush, I would say there's a lot of value if you want to bet Jared Goff because it is a top five offense with top five odds to win the Super Bowl. He plays the most valuable position on that team in that spot. What's the catch? Where's the butt? What am I missing? And I have been one of the most vocal critics of Jared Goff at the station. Rico, he played well in every playoff game this season. They didn't lose the NFC title because of him. Jameer Gibbs fumbled the ball, right? Mm -hmm. The defense gave up the 51-yarder off Vildor's face mask. He threw the ball into Josh Reynolds' hands on the fourth and two and on a separate third down. Jared Goff was very good in the postseason. And it's why, personally... I, I conceded. I I think the scales have tipped. He is worthy of an extension. Vegas would tell you differently. Vegas is saying, no, Jerry Goff is not that guy. We don't think he's anywhere close. He's not in the top 10. He's not in the top 13. What do you think of him? I would say he's probably on the back end of the top 10. Where you can win a lot with this guy, especially if you keep him upright. If you're drafting really well the way Holmes has. This, there's, there's a runway with Jerry Goff, a quarterback that... So then we maybe the I was late to the party on, but there so who is. do you take out? Who are you taking out okay. in order to replace Jared Goff? Because you can't just say he belongs in there. Who comes out? I've got your list in front of me, just so we don't have to cycle through names repeatedly on the radio. I, Jordan Love ended the season very well, but I would put him ahead of Jordan Love. Okay, there'd be one I'd immediately kick out. Uh, I think he's as he's in the same tier as Tua, and I'd put him ahead of Tua. Is that fair to do? You're putting him ahead of Tua. Yeah. Okay. And Aaron Rodgers at this stage of his career, I'd put him ahead of Aaron. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so of the top 15 people for MVP, 
he's still not in the top 15. There's a running back, which I think is easy to figure out. Yeah, McCaffrey. He's tied with McCaffrey. Justin Fields has better odds of winning the MVP. Come on. According to Las Vegas. No, I take that back. Fields, McCaffrey, Goff, all tied, plus 3,500. 248-539-9797. As someone who's been critical of Goff, even this feels like a little much. He should he should have he should be in the top ten for odds to win the MVP. Even if you didn't even think he was a top ten quarterback, the ingredients are there. The offense performs, the team wins, his numbers are good. He threw thirty touchdowns this last year. Three, 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 to, three to one touchdown interception, deep playoff run. I'm not telling you he is going to win it, but these odds feel out of whack to me. So the question is, did Vegas get this wrong? Two four eight five three nine nine seven nine seven. Did Las Vegas make a mistake, or is Las Vegas telling us that maybe Jared Goff is overrated and we inflate him here in Detroit? Oh, don't do the. He's Detroit good. I'm I'm looking at this. This isn't me. I know. This isn't me. I'm, when I saw these numbers, well, are you with me that this seems out of whack? I was shocked. A little because, bit, even just a little bit. Yeah, because I, I I thought okay, he's at least a top ten quarterback, but they're saying he's not. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Jackson, C.J. Stroud, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, Tua. Yeah, that's who they're saying top ten. Followed by, didn't play last year, Aaron Rodgers. Comeback player of the year, Matthew Stafford, your former QB, has better odds of winning an MVP than the current guy. And, oh, let's just throw in Trevor Lawrence, who is iffy, and Justin Fields to boot. Okay. Lawrence, I get it. There's a big ceiling. Same thing with with Stroud. And I suppose Stafford's got the better arm. But, Jared, I'd put him ahead of Rodgers, Tua. I'd put him ahead of Jordan Love. I'd... How is Brock Purdy so much higher up than Jared Goff? Didn't you guys do those shows leading into the NFC title game, Spider-Man meme? How is one significantly higher than the other one? Goff, Goff is here's the Goff's thing. not getting balls batted down at the line. They both work in their system on good teams. How does Purdy have significantly better odds than Jared Goff? Because the funny thing is they're two Niners, a running back and a, a quarterback. What the, what the hell is that? And before you get to Goff. Okay, I need to hear another human being speak. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. It's nothing against you. You didn't make these odds, but Lions fans, I see you. We'll hear from you. It's ninety seven one. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen, we're not the bad guys here. Vegas is. Tell me why. (laughs) Oh, wait. And, And for those who... Would you like to guess the next lion who's on the list? We'll take a guess. Gibbs. I was going to guess Gibbs. St. Brown. Kenny? Yeah, St. Brown. Oh, St. Brown? St. Brown. Gibbs. Gibbs. Wait, which one? Gibbs or St. Brown? Which, who are you You picking? said Gibbs first. Then you said St. Brown. I didn't know I was locked into one choice. Yes, you pick one. St. Brown. The next lion. Okay. St. Brown. So these two are saying St. Brown. I'm saying Gibbs. David is correct. Damn it. It's Gibbs. I know it doesn't mean anything, but damn it. Gibbs. <laughs> Yeah, they're a running team. Plus three, no, plus 30,000. Now, here's the thing about Gibbs. In between Jared Goff and Jameer Gibbs, eight rookies who haven't played a down in the NFL have better odds. Okay, okay. let's just slow down for people. Okay, but what we we brought up, and again, Vegas, Vegas, not us. We're not the bad guys here. Vegas does not have Jared Goff in the top 12 among quarterbacks to win the MVP for the for the upcoming season. And I asked the question, actually Doug asked it. Tell me why <laughs> why he's a quarterback top 13. The top 13, fine. He is a he is a quarterback. Quarterbacks are valuable. He led a top 5 offense last year, expected to be top 5 again this year. His team is good. They're going to win a lot of games. They're one of the five favorites to win the Super Bowl. Why is Jared Goff not a bigger favorite to win MVP. And the only explanation I have to answer the question before we get to the phones, they don't win because of him. That would be the explanation, right? Kind of like Purdy, where you go, well, he's not the most valuable player on his own offense. It's Trent Williams, or it's Christian McCaffrey, or it's Debo. You could say, well, the most valuable player on the Lions offense might be Panay Sewell with the way they run the ball, or Jameer Gibbs because they run the ball, or Amon Ross St. Brown. But according to that logic, Brock Purdy is ninth in selection for the MVP. He's ahead of Christian McCaffrey. Okay, then none of it makes sense. You guys explain it. Did Vegas get this right? Okay. AC, you're next up. What's up? Why why do you keep saying that they got, who's the bad guy? There's no bad guy. They got it right. Goff is not a top ten quarterback. Like he's just not. Like he's very good, and he's he's won me over. I was here. I thought he was the band aid, the bridge to whoever they were going to draft in the future. He's won me over. He should get an extension. I think he's a very good quarterback, but he's not an MVP. He, I compare it to like a Tim Duncan. Like he was great, 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 but he wasn't winning MVP every year. He just was consistent. He did his job. He came to work. And he was good. But he wasn't like MVP level. Yeah, but Tim Duncan's a Hall. But Tim Duncan's a Hall of Famer, and he did win MVPs, right? He won maybe one, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think he has at least one. I don't think that's Jerry Goff, though. That's not Jerry Goff. 
he's not he's not that MVP caliber. I agree that he's not I, a like sexy that. player. I agree he's not flashy. That he's not sexy. I get the comparison, but like when you win at that level, when you are as good as the Lions are, and you play that position, and your offense is that good, typically that comes See, with a little respect. I'm not saying he should be the front runner, the favorite one, two, or three. But Rico, you tell me he's not one of the top twelve or thirteen. If I'm I, a Lions, I, I raise an eyebrow. If I'm a Lions fan, there's two names on this list that would I would be upset about. I look at this, and we said, we talked about it. Him and Brock Purdy are the same quarterback, maybe a four-year, five-year difference in between. But they're the same. System quarterback, and they both know how to work the system that they're in. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's not, that's not denigrating them. That's saying it takes a lot to get it done, the timing and everything. You move the ball. You score the touchdowns. You're in you, control. You yeah. It was a reason why those two were the last two in the NFC. The other one that would upset me if I'm a Lions fan is C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, rookie of the year, but Vegas is saying we believe in C.J. more than we believe that C.J. can do this again. We don't think Jared Goff can do this again. Okay, I think they're saying he will be more responsible for the Houston Texans' success than Jared Goff is for the Lions' success. That's the best explanation I can but give if you, you. But here's where Vegas gets... They, they, it's it's contradictory because Vegas is saying the Lions are the fifth best team. I know next year they got the fifth best odds of winning the Super Bowl. Just know if you win the Super Bowl, Detroit, it's not because of your quarterback. That's your what quarterback Vegas is, is not that good. That's Vegas yeah. saying quarterback's not that good. You'll find a way to win, but it's not because of him. We bring this up because well, this city has adopted Jared Goff as their own. The Jared Goff's chance. We feel like we got a guy who's good, very good. How good this you is one way like you may have had stumbled upon an elite quarterback. And this is part of the measurement, not the only measurement, but just one way of checking in from an impartial source from Vegas, what they think, how valuable Jared Goff is on a good team, on a championship caliber team. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Victor, you're next. You're on ninety seven one. Hey guys, what's going on? Hey Victor. So I Vegas like you guys said, Vegas isn't biased, but what Vegas knows and understands is that the NFL is biased. Like the, the MVP trophy is, yeah, the best player, best stats, but it's also popularity and the sexiest man kind of contest. Like, so that's Vegas isn't giving out the MVP award. The NFL is. Mm-hmm. So Vegas is saying that golf is not going to throw for a thousand yards more than anybody else to deem a Detroit Lion quarterback, the MVP. So if his numbers are comparable to Mahomes to Tua, to these top eight or nine guys, Vegas knows the NFL is not giving Jared Goff the MVP. Right, but Victor, at this, other- no, no, but at this point, it's saying that he won't even be at the uh, the MVP ceremony where they pick the top five people no. because he's nowhere near there. Well, no, he's nowhere near as sexy as the top five. His stats for the next two years, as long as he keeps on what he's doing, is going to be comparable to the top six or seven in the NFL. We already seen that the last two years. But see. Vegas just knows he ain't getting the MVP. But here's and this is why I said go above and beyond. If I'm a Lions fan, I would be upset because you know who was sitting at the ceremony this year? It was Brock Purdy. He was one of the top five. If Purdy can be at the ceremony, so can Goff. Yeah, but we all know Purdy was the darling of the NFL this year. Everybody was bandwagon San Francisco. Like every See, that no, was no, 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 Victor. Let me let me stop you there. The Lions. <laughs> I, knew I knew it. I knew it. The Lions it. became the darling of the NFL. Are you kidding me right now? No, 
we are the beautiful girl at at the at the wedding. All right, we ain't the sexy one. Everybody loves the cute girl next door. That's who we were. We were the darlings. We weren't that sexy girl at the wedding. That's the difference between the lions. Victor and says we're not curvaceous we enough. Okay, I, I, I get <laughs> what we're got, doing here. Got, hey. Shakira said it. Them hips don't lie, boy. <laughs> okay, but Brock Purdy's not Shakira. I don't know how we got into this. That's your quote of the day. Brock Purdy's not Shakira. I get what he's saying. He's saying, here's a mirror. This is what the NFL thinks of you. Don't blame Vegas. Blame the NFL. Right, but he's like, well, no. You know, Brock Purdy was the media darling. Whoa, whoa. Are you serious? Like, the Lions, they were doing all types of pieces on the Lions and showing the fans in the Crowd yeah, but you just said it. That was the Lions. Not golf. That wasn't Jared Goff. But Goff had, towards the end of the year, became the rallying cry for this team. For the city, not the NFL. He's not the face of this team. They say they say St. Brown. Well, the face of this him. team is probably Dan Campbell. Yep, there you go. More than anybody else. Maybe that's part of this. Yeah, ticket ticks. What do we have? Uh, MVP award is for somebody flashy, a media darling. Someone says. Someone else says. I agree with Vegas. I think next year we get the golf from the first two years and not last year. That is from Mike. Based on what? I think he just hates golf. Ben probably. Johnson's back. Offense should still be very good. Golf is at least number seven. Vegas is useless. Now here's the thing: if you say he's in the top ten, who goes out? I gave you some names. You did. Tua and and Aaron Rodgers. And... Aaron Rodgers not in the top ten. Oh, okay. Top 10 was Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Jackson, Stroud, Herbert, Love, Prescott, Purdy, Hurts. I think you could throw out Love and Purdy. There's two. Okay. Someone says, uh, get it right, Rico. MVP is a media award voted by the media. Vegas is setting the odds based on the media's pushed popularity award. Trevor Lawrence has been bad. Rodgers is toast. Tua is beyond overrated. I would replace golf with any or replace golf over those with guys. Any of them. Yeah, I think he's back into the top 10. And then yes. maybe, maybe here's value and go ahead and bet it, but narrative is part of it. Someone and else, narrative's what we're talking about. Someone else says Rodgers. I would take Rodgers out and leave golf in. Okay. Rico presents a good question. End of the hour. Stay tuned. Roberto, what not to do for Valentine's Day? I wonder how many of these are personal stories. It's 97.1. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to know why I know Roberto has too much time on his hands? What the hell's that? We give him a Valentine's Day assignment. 345, what not to do for Valentine's Day. If you're watching us, 
You'll please, notice. Please go on our YouTube page right now. You will notice whatever that is. Rico, would you like to describe what that is? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Rico's always talking about graphic design. I thought I'd chip in a little bit. Huh? Why? Why am I Cupid Costa? Why do I have a bow and what are the wings? That woman next to you looks very impressed. Right? She's saying, that's a guy that doesn't drive a tiny car. It's not that small. Anyway, we'll get to Valentine's Day in about 10 minutes. Back to the phones. Jared Goff, MVP. He is not in the top 13 for the upcoming season, according to Vegas. Tell us why. My best guess, they don't think the Lions are winning because of him. Who's they? Vegas, the media, the narrative, whatever. But the reality is, Goff's very good. And just so you know. And he is a top 10 quarterback. This is based off of the Caesar Sportsbook. They list in order Mahomes at one, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, C.J. Stroud is fifth, followed by Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts. And then it finishes off with Tua, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Trevor Lawrence. Am I riding a unicycle in that? What is that by my feet? I, 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 I'm trying not to look at what it. Are let's, the, let's, what look, is the footwear? Right here. Look, meet me here. Okay. Right here. Has that Don't been up the whole show? No. No. Okay. I would have felt really stupid 90 minutes in, not even see. It's right there. All right, Bob, Shelby, you're on 97.1. Hey, guys. You know, when you look at those names you just uh, listed, there's one common denominator that all those quarterbacks have in common that golf does not have. And believe me, I'm not saying the Lions can't win the Super Bowl with golf. I think they can. But one thing golf does not have that every one of those top ten quarterbacks has is mobility. You know, when the, when the, right. when the play breaks down, your offensive line is not going to keep them keep the defense out every single play. You know, sometimes it's going to break down, and when it breaks down, if you have a quarterback that's able to get out of the pocket, run out, run out far enough to either make a pass or throw it out of bounds and 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 uh, avoid the sack. That's the thing that those top all those top ten quarterbacks you listed have, and golf doesn't have it. They are all more mobile than Jared Goff. He's right, Rico. He is. And, and maybe that's it. It's the, the sizzle. It's the flare. It's the scramble of, and running around and throwing it. But I'd make the case, if the Lions are a Super Bowl contender, and they are. They're five, according to yeah. Vegas. So One of the five here's, here's Super Bowl contenders. If you're sitting here saying, well, Vegas just hates the Lions and Vegas is biased, Vegas no. is also saying in the same breath, Lions are very the good. fifth best team to win the Super Bowl next year. But if the Lions are in that mix and they do it because they score a lot of points and their offense is very good and the most valuable position on the football field is the quarterback, I, I'm i not telling you what to do with your money, but that does feel like it's mispriced and maybe it is disrespect. Robert and Flint, you're on 97-1. Hey, how's it going? Thanks What's for up? the call. Um, I, I feel like Goff has more weapons around him than some of those guys on that list. I mean, you have... Uh, you know, look at the offensive line. You got the best right tackle. You got one of the best centers. You got some of the best guards. Yep. Yeah, St. Brown. You got Gibbs. I mean, you got 2,000-yard backs. Uh, to where you look at the rest of the list, all those guys might have, like, one really great player or, you know, maybe a one lineman or whatever, but they don't have, 
you know, multiple positions around him. I mean, every every base around golf is covered. You got a great tight end. You got a great wide receiver. Yep. You got great running backs and so Plural. on and so oh, on. Yeah. Where I think that's where it comes into play. Except, okay. except, Robert, here's the thing. The low end of the list doesn't work that way. Purdy has a bunch of people around him. Jalen Hurts, a bunch of people. Tua. Bunch of people. Bunch of people. So Even to an extent. I, 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 well, I mean, I, I don't. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not arguing that they don't have a bunch of people, but I just. I would look at as far as Philly. You know, you have AJ Brown. I mean, Devontae Smith's good, I guess. But Goddard's a really I, good I tight know. end. The O line has been considered as good as any in football, right there with the Lions. Uh, I mean, maybe the nudge yeah, there I, is that he. I, I, don't know. I just see. I just see two. I mean, it kind of goes back with that, and then the, the last caller that said the like mobility. golf mobility. As yeah. far as I mean, you you add Hertz's mobility into that, and then that's kind of what you're, you know. You, the two and two together, I think that's that's the combination that's keeping golf onto that. No, appreciate the call. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just as simple as mobility. I didn't think it was that simple, but, but looking at the top ten, they have escapability. Yeah, Purdy is more escapable. Right, uh, but Rodgers and Stafford are ahead of him too, and I wouldn't consider them to be fleet well, of foot. Top ten. Yeah, but the top ten are all guys that can at least extend plays, if not out and out run for first well, downs and more. When you look at it, Stafford. I mean, I'm saying he doesn't have to, but he gets all his yards from his arm. He doesn't need the extra. The guys that can scramble gain the other yards. They can get almost 1,000 yards rushing. That adds to MVP-type seasons. Because here's the thing. Here's the quarterback group that Jared Goff is with. He's in the next tier. He's with Justin Fields, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Anthony Richardson, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray. He's in that group. That, to me, interesting. very disrespectful. Yeah, I think there is a bit of disrespect. Your pick to be the fifth best team, but the quarterback is down in that group? So who's leading the team? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. So that's why, I, if you're a Lions fan, does he belong in the top ten? And if so, who do you take it out? Yeah. See, I feel like this was a better conversation a year ago before he went and proved things. Like, this feels like... Last like, year? Yeah. If you, yeah, because he would have said this was last year's numbers. Was, yeah. Yeah, I, I go, okay, I don't know if he's a top 10 or 12 quarterback. He's very... This year, in the playoffs, he was clutch against the Rams. He was big time against the Bucks, And they didn't lose the Niners game because of Jared Goff. No. Gibbs fumble, not his fault. Josh Reynolds drops, plural, on a third and fourth down, not his fault. The defense gives up 51 yards. Hit him in his hands. Was it 27 unanswered points in the second half? Yeah. Not, yeah. not golf's fault. I, I mean, I guess the what the fourth and three play, the Niners just dialed up the right defense. So. And, maybe, and maybe a more mobile QB keeps that play alive, but I didn't leave that game feeling like Jared Goff's keeping them from going to the Super Bowl. So, I don't. I mean, it's why I changed my mind and said he needs to get paid. Better not talk to Gov. Oh, boy. Roberto's going to shine. Coming up next, Valentine's Day primer. It's 97.1. All right, listen up. Tomorrow, Valentine's Day. What not to do? Who better to check in with? <laughs> Roberto. From experience. How many you, of these have you You could have just ended it, what not to do, Roberto. <laughs> in any matter. Just don't pull a Roberto. His wife agrees. Oh, well, of course, Jim, you're right. Valentine's Day is tomorrow. And I like to do public service. I like to help the guys out there with a little list of what not to do. Everyone's telling you what you should do. Get her flowers. If anyone knows what not to do, I know what not to do. Okay? Okay. 
So let's get into a little list here. And you guys tell me on the scale of, you know, one to ten, is it important to not do this or do you not really care? Here we go. It says, don't be short-sighted. Valentine's Day is an all-day and evening event. Acknowledging it with little texts, hand-delivered messages, or special deliveries throughout the day is highly recommended. All day? This is not an all-day event. You do something special, and that's your Valentine's Day. That's it. <laughs> All day? What do you want from me? <laughs> Kenny's going to disagree with every one of them. you got to send a little text during the day. <laughs> Kenny just can't put forth the effort. I can put forth the effort, but it's not an all-day event. I have a job. I have to work. Kenny he doesn't like foreplay. Kenny? Uh, it's a text message. <laughs> Jesus. That's it. Right. A text message takes one minute out of your life, not all day. What about a little card at the start of the day? Sure, yeah, and then, that's okay. fine. Yeah. Right, but Dinner let's later. just say you send four text messages there throughout the go. day. It seems like it's, oh, I'm constantly on his mind. You can set it up in your phone that the messages just randomly go out. Okay, but oh, <laughs> you know what? Says the man on the couch. All right, let's go. Oh. <laughs> All right, Kenny, how about this one? Do not say no to watching a romantic movie. In fact... You may want to recommend it. What do you think, Kenny? Like a rom-com. R- romantic, right. is, I'm sorry. That's 80s. They still want to watch those? Because my wife doesn't care. Yeah, that's a whole category, David. It's called No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is my <laughs> wife doesn't care about to say, oh, I want to watch that on Valentine's Day. It might be her See, favorite sitcom that's on that she wants to watch. I, and that's what yeah, I'm going to say. you got to know who your partner yes. is. Because if David comes in there and says, hey, you want to watch this movie? Who, who you see this movie with? Exactly. Uh, what, how do you know about it? How do you know it? about yeah. this movie? Yeah. Who, who's, that, who, who's Felicia? Yeah. <laughs> who told you about Fifty Shades of Grey? Hey, oh. You ain't tired. No, 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 no. No. You take that down the street, brother. <laughs> Kids, say bye to your daddy. <laughs> All right, here's one that maybe you guys have fell into. Do not do what you did last year. Originality is a sign of thoughtfulness. He doesn't want that again? Don't be that old stick in the mud that does the same thing. You go out to the same restaurant, same thing. Three's enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did the same thing he did last year. <laughs> I feel like a lot of guys just got called out. They right. like to, to do the same flowers and chocolates, the same why? box. You know why? Because it works. I could just see day. Oh, this again? Oh, sure. <laughs> no, yeah. Either either you want to do something different because if not, you then have to one up what you did, which now you just keep raising the bar. Good thing you mentioned that because here's another one. Do not buy her a name brand item unless it's original and you plan on outdoing the neighbors. Let me tell you why they say that. I was about to say, so don't pull a Jordan Poole and take her on a uh, date for a half a million dollars. Right. And and, and don't buy her a Rolex that says R-O-L-E-C-K-S. <laughs> because if you could count on anything, count on your sweetheart's friends asking her what she got for Valentine's Day. Make her look forward to answering that question. If you get her something counterfeit, her friends are going to know right, <laughs> right away, and you're the scumbag. You know, Gucci only has two C's. Yeah. <laughs> Three C's. <laughs> and on that angle, too, do not buy her a gift from a pre-owned slash resale shop. The idea is to make the gift a part of your story together, not anyone else. I disagree with that one. I do, too. 
What do you mean? If it was like an antique or something? Yeah, it's going to say. I mean, if it's thoughtful. Or if, or it, if it doesn't something... have to be out of the box. Right. Well, here's the thing. If it was something that she's been looking for and it's like, you know what? I found it. She doesn't have to know where it came from. <laughs> right. It's like you wrap it up and it looks right. good as new. Or if you have, or she a, says, "Where'd you get it from?" Well, I got it here. If you yeah. need to know, or if you have it, it was a family heirloom. Or, or, <laughs> or, or maybe she's been looking something up from a place like this, and you say, "You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and get it for now." Okay, no big deal. Resale shop. What's wrong with that? Oh. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Well, on that same token, a lot of guys fall for this. You got to get out of this habit. You can't just get flowers, chocolate, or dinner, and that suffices as the Valentine's Day gift. Why is that not enough? That's only like a precursor. You have to do something else. That's just right. a little bonus. I mean, once again, Roberto, well, I, think, could- I think it depends on the person you're with. Because if you're with this high-maintenance person that needs you to get, you know, to swim with the dolphins and stuff, then I question you. <laughs> Rico, I got to tell okay. you, it's really difficult to take this advice from you while you're sitting right next to Costa with oh. the boat right there. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, but that's not enough. You said chocolates, flowers, and a dinner, and that's just to get in the door. Yeah. So what else? Well, that's uh, you have to keep one up for yourself. Cleaner, when what? does it end? Oh, don't. Well, I'll tell you this. Yeah. One thing they say for sure don't do with that is never on Valentine's Day do you propose. It may seem like a great idea to get down on one knee on Valentine's Day, but make sure you've thought it out and um, don't just do it because it's a romantic thing. And also you got to remember going just proposes willy nilly. Well, you probably plan it. Who are these people that you're talking (laughs) to? I don't think you should should even plan it for a day like that. You just shouldn't. Well, it says also that, you know, if you're going to a restaurant on Valentine's Day, you should assume that other guys might have the same idea as you, and you're going to look like a big dummy. I didn't think about that. I know someone who proposed on Valentine's Day. Did it work? I think it's tacky. Well, she said yes, but I think it's tacky. Are they still together? Yeah, but to me, it's tacky. I'm with you. <laughs> do they it, listen? It to, is. Do they listen to our bitch ass show? Oh. <laughs> it, it it's. I think any holiday is tacky to me. That's just me though. Okay. Now they say two. Now, that would be funny though at a restaurant and it's like a line of guys all. Okay, my turn. It's dessert time, and everybody. <laughs> well, I think if, yeah. if someone sir, proposes at the restaurant, this isn't my ring. No, no, it's, no, sir. It's Carl's turn. You right. gotta. You, you brought the wrong. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? He brings the wrong ring, <laughs> oh, and you're like, oh boy, I couldn't afford that. I think it's one proposal per restaurant. If you don't get yours in first, you can't be the second person to propose at the restaurant. Have a bigger ring. Oh, there you go. How about that D, baby? Oh. Now, here's another one. You got to be real careful with this one. This one, I've never even, I've never dared to do this because it's just, I, I no way I could get this right. Lingerie. Uh, a size too small, it suggests you want them to lose weight. Too big, maybe you think they're a bit on the hefty side. Be careful when you're buying the lingerie. You know what? <laughs> no, say what you need to say, Rico. Yeah. No, because 
No, I don't want to embarrass Roberta. How do you not know what Thank you. What her size is? What Okay. Say it. what you want to say. Everyone's size. Go. Your wife or girlfriend's size. I'm not giving that on the air. We're not doing that. Roberto, I'm sure you have this thing called a house. And in the house, there's a bedroom. And she has a drawer with things in there. You could take one and... Oh, there's a size in there. What do I do? I bring that into the store with me? No, you make a mental note. (laughs) Could you imagine, Roberto? How have have you made it this long? I want something about this size. Do you have anything that looks like something? Everybody in the store when he walks in. Here's a picture of it. She's got a Here's what she looks in it. She's got a drawer full of underwear and stuff. It's very simple. Or, Or you can also do this, Roberto. You can go weeks ahead, months ahead. Take her to the store. Mm. Let her look around. Oh, I like this. I like, and you take a mental note, and then you go back and you buy it. That would mean he mm. has to spend time His with effort, her. Exactly. And planning. And that would mean she would have to want to spend time with him. And the word mental. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. It just seems very difficult to me. You're having all the time. ways it could go wrong. Wait, it would be difficult to find out the wife's size. Spend time with your wife. <laughs> it's so difficult. <laughs> it's difficult. I, you know what? Let me give you one more. Please. Do not postpone Valentine's Day. Anybody ever done this? Yeah. Yeah, all the time. Even if your gift's an exotic trip only a few days away, do not allow Valentine's Day to go by with it at least, at least acknowledging it and buying a little token or something until you get... You know, on that trip or something that you have to postpone thing, uh, Valentine's Day for. Yeah, postpone it a lot. See, I disagree. Yeah, the idea that you have to do something the day of. People got different schedules, different things going on. You want to roll it into a weekend? I have no issue with that. Yeah, especially like the the relationships that I've been in. I've been with people who work like all day or sometimes at night during Valentine's Day. It's almost impossible to coordinate a schedule. Bump into the weekend. Who cares? Plus, not a big. Deal. You might be able to get into a yeah. different restaurant if you're not going the day exactly. of. Wednesday for God's sake. Well, they do say that too is is frowning upon going to a restaurant on Valentine's Day because it's just insane. You will not have a good time with you know amount of people in the way. Just cook at home. All right. You know what? You've made me sad again. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined Valentine's Day for you. Yeah. 97-1. Fitting. On the day before Valentine's Day. We have a Michigan football question. We'll put that at 415. We got to collect some of these ticket texts, David. I imagine people have some thoughts. Do they ever, fellas, take care of her on her birthday and Christmas? Screw Valentine's Day. What a farce. Steve and Lansing. Uh, Someone else says, y'all doing Roberto dirty. A lot of lingerie comes in small, medium, or large. A lot of clothes size are numbered. How am I supposed to guess what size? (laughs) Then take it with you. Thank you. The, the the women who work at the shop, they can interpret all of this stuff for you. Guys. I think you're kind of the weird guy if you show up with panties in your pocket and you're walking no, around the women's no, clothing. Actually, you're not because they're like, you're okay, not. you know what? You're clueless and we can help you. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. trained for that. They okay. expect that. Really, they do, especially around this time. Uh, Bradford and Howell says, guys, I work from 6 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Then have a bowling league at 6 p.m. on Valentine's Day. Am I doomed? <laughs> Probably. It depends. I mean, it depends how 
understanding your partner is. I, I was about to say, if she knows that, you know what, this is what he does. This is his if, thing. if you have something else set up for another time, because uh, postponing. Yeah, but part of me thinks he doesn't have anything planned if he sends that text in. It's not like he said, dot, 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 we have dinner plans Thursday, or we're going somewhere this weekend. Some people, they just feel like the day's overrated. Just push it to the weekend. Why do we got to do this you, on a you, Wednesday? You don't this have to. I, I would encourage you not to get stuck in the muck with everybody else the day of. If you're with someone understanding enough, bump it a day or two and do it your own way. And like this text, Kenny's right. Big lines at Subway on Valentine's Day. <laughs> got to get those sandwiches, Kenny. <laughs> or Kenny, you can switch it up. Hit up White Castle. Yeah, I saw that. What is that all about? That's ridiculous. All of a sudden, it became a thing, and I don't know why it's a thing, but White Castle and Valentine's Day, you go for a date there. and Yeah, nothing screams romance like a slider. Apparently, it's they they do it up big. Natural aphrodisiac. My Roberto, wife, you've been there? You've been there, Roberto? No. No. My wife has two drawers, one for pre-baby times and one for after the baby what if I grab from the wrong drawer from Coop? Well, that means you're dumb. I'm sorry to say this, but you should know which drawer is which at this point, right? Jeez. You would think so, but apparently I, I give people too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day is just another day, just like Sweetie's Day. It's for the young and the girlfriend, boyfriend, plain and simple. Yeah. But as far as rather than the drawers, go into the go into the dirty clothes hamper. And you can see right there. That's this is the stuff she wears. That'll tell you the size. I mean, I th- this ain't rocket science. Thank you, Rico. Thank <laughs> you. Well, the way Roberto described it, it was like he had to defuse a bomb. He was like, "Now be very careful. Red wire, blue wire. You're gonna go in. You're gonna be sweating profusely. You're gonna screw it up. Just avoid the bomb altogether." I just, you know what? David, read something. I don't know if I should read this. <laughs> Roberto is going to open his wife's drawer and decide to come home with batteries. You wanted him to read a ticket text. This is part of your fault. You are to blame for that. You know what? It's probably better than what I was going to say for Roberto. (laughs) Believe it or not, that was better. Here you go, honey. D batteries. (laughs) (laughs) Another person texts in and says, Boys, here's what you do. The rule is save the receipt. Never try to guess her size. Always buy smaller, and she will love you for it. I guess I understand that. but Heart's in the right place. I think proposing in Valentine's Day is smart. Then you can do two celebrations in one night, once per year. No, because you still got to do your actual wedding. Right, that's just the proposal date. Well, the proposal date doesn't live on forever, Thank right? You. I mean, it's a one and done. No one remembers. You don't have your... Proposal date anniversary. I mean, maybe some people do that. Nobody does that, right? Nobody does that. You're asking the wrong person. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't remember. She doesn't remember. So, no clue. Yeah. It happened. I feel bad for you guys that get stuck in this BS. Find you one that realizes what Hallmark holidays are instead of being some average chick that expects the world every year. Right. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be high maintenance. It shouldn't be. I, to me, it's just entertaining. Watch Roberto squirm like like this is hard work for him. Like you can't do this. Like why not? Cause stuff, things. Now this one, this is this is good. I get lucky. My wife's birthday is on Valentine's Day, and she doesn't like going out on Valentine's Day. 
So he doesn't have to celebrate Valentine's Day. He just worries about her birthday. Because he still have to celebrate yeah. her birthday, right? Yeah. And you're not getting out of that. But okay. You can hang with that. Someone else is uh, on Kenny's side, Mike from Whitmore Lake. Subways are very popular on Valentine's Day because that's where most women. I'm not going to read the rest of that. Uh, okay, you guys are trying to get David in trouble back there. I was about to say, wait, really? Subway? Okay, never mind. Yep, never yep, yep, mind. yep, yep, yep. Never uh, mind. Someone else, Don in Montana, said, I used to uh, manage a Waffle House in Arizona, and we did Valentine's Day big. It was extremely busy that day. Okay, but Waffle House has its own mentality. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a different... I, I don't know if you've ever been to a Waffle House. It's an experience. Just any day that ends in Y. It is. Like, wow. The stories are true. You could see anything at a Waffle House. It's a completely different world, a Waffle House. Especially late night, after hours, totally different place. Or regular hours. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> Sun's out, sundown, doesn't matter. Went to the Waffle House once and was like, never doing this again. Nope. Not you for you. Went, you just went to the wrong one, that's all. Is there a right no, one? No, but here's the difference. Know what it is? Is there? Rico, no. you don't drink. You can't be the sober one at a Waffle House. Right? It Everybody... was the middle of the day. I, I'm not taking back what I said. Because <laughs> <laughs> the only Waffle House I went to was at the end of a night okay. of drinking. And okay, I'll tell you, I'm sure it was a much better experience than showing up as the sober one in the middle of the you day. You want to have some fun? Let's when you're it. bored? No, no, no. When you're bored, either YouTube or like go on TikTok and just put in Waffle House and just watch the videos. That's it. Just Waffle House. All right. I mean, there's a Captain America Waffle House where some girl took a, like, somebody threw something at her and she grabbed it like Captain America's shield and threw it back. I think I may have seen that one. <laughs> See? <laughs> All right, guys. We're having some fun. Coming up next, there is a question about Michigan football. Let's have that conversation. It's 97-1. Anybody paying attention to Michigan this offseason? Jim Harbaugh leaves. And he's taken with him five other coaches. Rico, ESPN put out there way too early college football top 25. Michigan did not come in one or two as the reigning champ. They didn't come in in the top four, eight, or even in the top 12, which would put you in the college football playoff. They have Michigan way too early preseason number 13. 18 players from the team are going to the combine. We're talking about the best running back quarterback in school history. We're talking about six offensive linemen, couple receivers, and then multiple players from every level of the defense. No one's really talking about it. And I wonder if people even care. Like when you win the national title, do Michigan football fans care if they miss the playoff next year? Honeymoon period. Right. That's what I'm asking. Cause I don't think people have really panicked at all. The program's going to go through a transition here. It's a new coach, new players, Clink scale was the latest to yeah, leave over I, the weekend. I wonder if you even care. Like, if winning a national title buys you this next season, at least, where you just go, ah, we'll see what Sharon does, no pressure. So you, it's next year just a freebie. Yeah, Whatever I mean, happens, happens. I mean, you tell me.
Because to I, me, Michigan I, fans, not you, Rico. I mean, no, no, because I would say, if you're Michigan, you can't go to a regular bowl game. What do you mean? Regular bowl game is now beneath you. You can't just you don't go backwards. It's like the Lions. You've won the division. You had a taste of playoff victories. Squeaking in and barely making the wild card. Like that's a step back. Like for Michigan, going to an eight and four Duke's Mayo Bowl, that's not for you anymore. If you're not in the 12 team playoff, what are we doing? Three straight years in the playoffs. Well, mm-hmm. of four teams. Yeah. Where it was more difficult. A national title. Yeah, I, I don't think you could take a step backwards. But looking at everything that's going on. Don't you kind of expect a step backwards? I mean, just to be fair. I don't think your quarterback's on the team right now. You don't like Alex Orgy? No. I, I This team is going through a lot. But for some Michigan fans, maybe they're not paying attention. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think they are. They don't care. Life is bliss. National champs. Wearing your hat. Wake me up when the season starts. Bet. And by the way, I'm not judging you either way based on your answer. I'm just curious where Michigan fans are at with this. Like, you may have said, I've waited damn near 30 years to see my team, 25 years to see my team win a national championship. They did. I'm okay if we take a step back this fall. But I feel like no discussion has been had at all. And it is a lot of attrition. Rico, it's Clink Scale, who you brought up. It's uh, the D-line coach, what, Elston or Elston. Their strength coach, Ben Herbert. Jim Harbaugh and Jay Harbaugh are both gone as well. It's six coaches in total, five plus your head coach. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Minter, too. That's another one. That's a lot. That's a lot. Now, Will Johnson will be back, and Mason Graham should be back on defense, but they lose dudes from the D-line, the linebacking room, and the secondary. No Mikey Sainer still. Some key players. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe you're okay. Hey, eight or nine wins. We'll see what happens with Sharon. But this has them fourth in the Big Ten behind Ohio State. Oregon, who is a Big Ten school now, Mm -hmm. and Penn State. This has them fourth in their conference after winning three straight Big Ten titles. Yeah, because there's no divisions. It's just the top team. So is this acceptable? Michigan fans, how many wins do you see this year? 248-539-9797 because I don't see see where your standard that you've set for the last few years, where you ran the Big Ten, you're in the back seat now. You're at the little kid's table because I don't know so much about this team. I'll leave it to David. You're a Michigan fan. Anything bothers you or or is your fan base still hung over, just waking up, walking down the stairs, looking at the living room and the kitchen is trashed and saying, oh, my God. I got to, oh, you know what? Not bothering with this right now. Yeah, most of the fan base is like that where – Christmas gifts are still all over the floor and everyone's just in celebration mode. Mm -hmm. We got a national title. Um, But I'm concerned. I'm concerned not only for the coaches that are leaving, but today's news of, and I don't know if he's good or not, but today's news of a four-star leaving because of the coaches not being there. That's Wait, another one? That's the problem. Yeah, some Jaden. Oh, yeah, yeah. that happened over the weekend. Right. Yeah, yeah. But that... It's concerning to me because the reason isn't because, oh, I don't want to play for Michigan because it's Michigan. I don't want to play there because the coaches that were supposed to be there are all gone. Those are the recruiters. That worries me about what this season will look like. And I'm just going to say this, and I know everyone says Orgy's going to be the quarterback. Is he? 
I don't know who's going to be the quarterback right now. So I, I mean, can't tell you how many wins you we had did. Doug Karsh, you had Doug Carr. He's sitting up saying he wants Arch Manning. And, and, and that's it. There, I don't think the quarterback, and you've said it, many have said it, I don't think the quarterback that's starting week one is on the roster right now. No. So right now, I can't be confident in what I have because so, I don't know what I have. And here's the thing. In college football, much like the pros, you don't have a quarterback. You don't have a team. You got a good quarterback. A good quarterback can win you three to four games just off of his arms or his legs if he's mobile. Yeah, I think, too, the big thing is the offensive line was so much of Michigan's identity, and you can reload and you can continue to develop, and the O-line coach is now the head coach. But when you put six bodies into the combine off of this team, if you were breaking in a new quarterback but you had your offensive line and you were going to run the ball and it was going to be kind of the same offense, you, say, you know what, we can get by. We can probably still get to 10 wins and see what happens if your O-line's good. But if there's a drop-off on the offensive line, if your quarterback doesn't have experience – you're probably going to lose a game that you don't want to lose, a game that you didn't think you could lose. You may end up with a dis... I don't even know if there's a disappointing season, though, because of the high of last year. Do you almost buy yourself a freebie season? Does this season even matter? Right. I I ask. I don't know. I think when we get to the fall and you got the games on the schedule like Texas and USC, those games are going to matter, and you're going to care if your team loses. But I wonder in the offseason if you even care that the the attrition and your roster is what it is. Because I don't think they're paying attention to everything that's been going on around their school. I don't. 248-539-9797. Michigan fans, have you been paying attention? Are you concerned about your football team this fall? Because a lot has happened. A lot has changed. And you may not recognize it. Fresh off your national title, yeah, I I don't know if you're making a 12-team playoff. I don't know if you have the quarterback right now. And that's what made it so interesting. that again, Way too early. Top 25 has them 13th in a year where there's a 12-team playoff. And here's the Just thing. outside the playoff. And if by some chance the uh, your opponents smell blood in the water, they're going to bludgeon you because of everything that's happened in the past and all the stuff and the allegations. And but, but I'd expect nothing less. I mean, that's, that's sports. That's no, rivalry. No, 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 because sometimes it's a, a, like teams, I'm, I'm not trying to rub it in. Case in point, Ohio State. Ohio State, for the last four years, could have destroyed MSU. And every time at halftime, they just kind of say, all right, enough. Call off the dogs. We're not, gonna, we're not trying to embarrass you. We're, we're, we've covered. We're going to go ahead and set our starters. We're going to put in the backups and the third-string players. I don't think that's happening if it's Michigan. Well, I don't think Michigan's going to be t- – they're going to take a step back. I don't think they're going to be bad no, enough I, where no, teams no, can – I said if, you, if they smell blood in the oh, water. Okay. I don't think we're staring down 50-point losses – for Michigan this upcoming season. No, no, I, I'm not saying okay. that. I'm saying if for some reason things go south, your opponents are going to feast on you. I think all all's fair then. I mean, Michigan Michigan enjoyed being the victor, enjoyed taking advantage of teams when they were better. It comes around, goes around. If Michigan does have a down year, I'd expect nothing less but the rivals to well, take I, theirs I, back. I, I, expect, I, I, I don't want any aggrieved fans. Oh, that's not sportsmanlike. No, 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 you don't get to do that. You called a timeout to score an extra touchdown at MSU. Okay? Mm-hmm. You don't get to do that. You don't get to act like, oh, we're, you know, why did you? No, no, no. Remember how you celebrated. See, but here's what the thing is. I want, I just want fans to be fair. Okay, so say you don't care. 
And then in three years, if it was a, been a struggle for Sharon Moore, I don't want you going back then saying, well, see, right after Harbaugh left, that first year, oh, the first year didn't matter. So just be fair. If you say it doesn't matter, then give them time. Are you asking fans to be fair? <laughs> Why don't you just ask Roberto what size his wife wears? Okay? You'll probably get a better answer there. Right. Phil, kick us off. You're on 97.1. Hey, thanks for calling or taking my call, you guys. Yeah. Um, hey, so my take is I have actually been feeling the way you guys are talking about since the mo- moment Harbaugh quit. And I feel like this is Harbaugh's final slap in the face to us Michigan fans. It's just like that he just depleted us. And, like, we didn't even get to enjoy that national championship for it was only two weeks and then everything was just ripped apart so it's like Harbaugh's like here I got you guys this national championship bye so like it's like we it's like we got to look at the cake have like a bite of it and then it was gone so I am a little you know I'm nervous for the I feel like Sharon Moore is kind of being set up for failure too and I want him I'm really rooting for him to win like that guy like that's our coach. I actually might like him more than Harbaugh already, but I like Jerome Moore is going to have the hardest schedule probably than any that Harbaugh ever had. As far as like, we got to play, like you said, Washington, Oregon, Texas. I mean, like USC. Did, yep. You, yeah, exactly. So did, I mean, did Harbaugh have to go through that? And I, I don't know. Like, well, Phil, that's a couple, how I feel. Couple, so, um, a couple I, things. I, I do, a couple yeah. things. I mean, you shouldn't let Harbaugh leaving stop you from celebrating your national championship. I I don't sure. I don't think Michigan fans should stop celebrating a national title because Harbaugh left. And he took assistant coaches. That's what that's what all coaches do when they leave. I mean, maybe it feels like a slap yeah. in the face. I think that's just business. I think that's what happens when coaches leave. They take their guys with them. Yeah, but see, I oh, I can understand I, what Phil is saying. Hold on, Phil, real quick. But this sure. was your school, your alma mater. You feel like... And he I, delivered for them. Right. And, and I, but I'm going to make sure I leave you guys, not just in good hands, but I'm not going to touch the coaching. Maybe I'll take the D.C. I think we all saw that coming. Right, NFL route. But, yeah, he's just like, yep, you and you and you. Everybody get in the car. Sharon, good luck. I, but he looks like Will Smith at the end of Fresh Prince. You're, making, standing him out to, you're making him out to be a villain. He did, he did what any coach would do. He delivered for his school. They won three straight Big Ten yeah, titles and a national coach, title. Not any coach is leaving their school with multiple NCAA investigations going towards them on top of doing you know i agree you agree like he he he's the one that brought those guys in so of course he can take them with them and right they're all trying to do what's best for their career i absolutely respect that but it's just like man one thing after another and it's just there is this looming potential um you know uh consequences for yeah. those investigations Phil. so it's just like and like you said jj is gone mikey's gone forum's gone, gone. yeah so i mean yeah. like phil i appreciate the phone call because i do want the the state of the fan base and and you are paying attention you are focused on the roster churn and the coaching churn and what's ahead for michigan football if you miss the playoff next year you cool with that is this kind of a honeymoon period where are you at 97 one Michigan football fans basking in a national championship, but life goes on. Jim Harbaugh's gone. He took five assistant coaches with him. They're going to put a bunch of dudes in the NFL. You celebrate the national title. Is anybody paying attention? And are you okay with a step back this season for Michigan? 
Way too early. Top 25. ESPN says Michigan is 13th, which is one spot out of the new 12-team playoff. If Michigan finishes fourth in the Big Ten after winning it three straight years, if they finish outside the playoff after making the four-teamer three straight years, I'm not judging you. Do you even care? Is this the the honeymoon period? An eight-win, nine-win team is not a big deal because you're coming off a national title and you're going to give Sharon more some time. Or you got a taste for success and now you got to be at least in the 12-team playoff for you to feel good. 248-539-9797. No judgment. Like, if you're a Michigan fan who says, we won the national title, I don't care if it gets vacated, I don't care if sanctions come, I'm going to celebrate that title, and I don't care if we make the playoff this season. You tell us. 248-539-9797. But, Rico, you and I both know when fall actually gets here. That's <laughs> ugly different. And it's uh, Saturday in September, and it's the Texas Longhorns at the big house. Losing the game is not going to be an option. Losing to USC a couple weeks later. Not going to feel good if it happens. So this is just a checkup on Michigan fans as college football's landscape changes and your roster is going through a major overhaul. You don't know if the starting quarterback's on the roster. Your words. But where are you going to get? I mean, the portal season has already kind of, I guess it never ends, but the first big wave already happened. The first wave happened. The second wave happened. Now, in the first couple of waves, all... Your competitors cleaned up. Ohio State went out there, got fat off of people leaving Mm -hmm. Alabama, people leaving Washington, people leaving all the different places where there was head coaching changes or just poaching people. You didn't because you didn't know who your coach was going to be. Harbaugh hadn't said if he was coming back or not. There's one more at the end of spring practices, but I like to call that the clearance rack portal Mm. where it's everybody who lost, a starting you're job. Right. Yep. You thought you were going to be the quarterback, but they're telling you you're going to be number two. I want to go be number one somewhere else. So if the clearance rack portal comes up in a few months, that's where you're going to have to get your quarterback from a quarterback that has lost a job to somebody else. Yeah. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. And I realize Michigan's title is not going to get vacated. I just mean like, you know, the specter of everything from the offseason. If it plays into next season, do you even care? Let's go to the phones. We've got Phil and Taylor. Phil, you're on 97.1. Yeah, I want to push back on that Harbaugh delivered. The goal was never, hey, win one championship and then you can go. He got lucky. He ran into one. He was trying to leave for two or three years prior to that. He left him with a stain of cheating. Then you took all his players. And I surmise he was scared to face the schedule that was coming up. If you had lost his quarterback and his running back, if they would have left early and he would have stayed, he was scared to face that tough schedule. So, yeah, he's been trying to leave for years. What's, what's this? Oh, he delivered. Let's celebrate him. Phil, no. he did, Phil, Phil, he did deliver. I know what show I'm sitting no. on in narrative is Harbaugh's That's a villain, right. but he delivered. He delivered one, and it took him how many years to do it? He should have been fired probably three or four years ago when he lost four or five straight to Ohio State. Nobody else would have got that long window. So you deliver, but one championship, who's satisfied with one championship? Alabama don't got one championship. LSU don't got one championship. Clemson don't got one championship. Phil, Phil, my how the goalposts move. In the modern era of college football, Michigan has a grand total of one national title until Jim Harbaugh showed up. And it it was a half, but I'm not going to be a jerk. Okay, Phil. Phil, I, I think I have a feeling of who you root for. I mean... He won one he national title. Root, I think he actually roots for Michigan. He's just upset. 
That's just me. I think he's actually a Michigan fan who just is kind of upset. We're in horrible shape starting next year. We just asked, like, how do you feel about it? We can't attack people who are like, yeah, I'm not that happy. Well, I'm fine if we're talking about what's coming up in the future, but if we're going to re-adjudicate the, the Harbaugh years, everybody because, knows he underachieved and, the first five, and then, and, he, and then and, he succeeded and guess, at the end, and I don't know why we're rewriting that. I don't want to speak for Phil. David, you're the Michigan fan. Cookies, you are too. Um, but maybe he's saying because of all the pain he's caused, we should have had more to justify this one title is not worth everything he put us through. David? I don't think Michigan focuses on winning national titles, though. So winning one wow. is enough. It's a big deal. I'm, and, and, Rico, you know me. I don't accept that. Okay. I don't. Just so we know, and we're clear, I'm not saying any of this, okay? <laughs> I am not saying it. This is not coming from me. This is coming from David. This is coming from Jim Costa. I have not said any of this. I've said my, I have spoken. But I have said for years on these airways how important it was to win a national title. And people shot me down and says, no, we just got to beat Ohio State. We just got to beat Ohio State. Okay. That seems to matter to them. We've did it. We've done it. We won a national title. And they, they don't seem to care about winning more. David, 75 years of Michigan football, they won one national title shared with Nebraska. The idea that you'd have someone call in and move the goalposts and say, but he didn't win two or three. All right. I, Rico says, I can't yell at people who call in. 248-539-9797. But the question is, as we look ahead to this upcoming season, a step backwards is all but expected. Not guaranteed, but all but expected. How does that sit with you? We got Rob in Brighton. Rob, you're on 97.1. Hey, fellas. How you doing? Hey, What's Rob. Up? Hey, so, yeah, no, I just wanted to comment on the looking forward part. You know, not taking anything away from their team this past year. I mean, a phenomenal team. But you can't ignore what they've lost as far as coaching and, more importantly, players. Their schedule, finally, um, is what a lot of people expect U of M's to be every year. Um, having Texas at home, now having to play Washington and Oregon, Michigan State getting better. Obviously, Ohio State's gotten a lot better. Um, and I'm drawing a blank. There was a sixth game. It's Michigan State, Oregon, Washington, Texas. Oh, USC is the other one that that's kind of a crapshoot because of who they're losing. But U of M's schedule is nothing to shake a stick at. And with all the changes on their coaching staff as well as their roster, I mean, I think realistically, I think uh, eight and four would be a, a a win of a season. I think seven and five is realistic, and I think. Six and six is out there. I mean, uh, and that's not even taking into effect them dropping the ball against, you know, one of the other six teams that they play. Um, so it's the ups and downs of college football, the portal, and their schedule doesn't help, guys. How do you think six wins would be perceived? Because I think even with a step back, that would not sit well with people. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Michigan, uh, but I think six and six would be perceived as uh, not acceptable. I yeah. mean, I think if I was a Michigan fan, uh, eight and four is not acceptable. I think you, uh, you know, the requirement yeah. is to beat Ohio State, Michigan State every year, and you know, win a Big Ten title. Because I was, because Rob, you're a Notre Dame fan, right? That's correct. Yeah. So yeah, you win the national title, and the next year you go six and six. You're not I, happy. I, I would want Mark. I, I would think Marcus Freeman would be on the hot seat. Okay. 
And before people laugh at that, didn't that Ogeron win a national title at LSU? And very quickly thereafter, he didn't keep it up. And not only did one of him fired, he's gone. Mm -hmm. But I would have been like him. You paying me how much? Just tell me where to sign and what door. Yeah, I think Sharon will be given. Maybe I'm wrong on this. I think Sharon will be given a little bit of grace. Nope. But but I don't think six and six. He's not going to. That that is not acceptable. If they won nine games this year, took a little bit of a step back, I think people would go, okay, Mm-mm. he's nine no. wins not enough? No. The In honey the first was, year when you lose honey, all that they lost staff and players? Do you think fans care? I guess nine I'm finding out. Enough. No. Yes, it is. Year uh, you one? know what, Dave? No, no. Let me put it like this. It depends who your three losses are, too. If, hypothetically speaking, for giggles, okay, you lose to Ohio State. You realize an anomaly is about to happen this year because normally whoever is a first-year coach in the Michigan-Michigan State game never wins, but you have two coaches yeah, coaching their first it's game. Unique that way. Last time that happened was Lloyd Carr and Nick Saban. Are you saying if he were to lose to both Michigan State and Ohio State? Michigan State, Ohio State, and, and let's say Texas. Sure. You think fans okay with that? I, and I hear what you're saying, but that's why I say what I said earlier. I don't want fans then turning around and saying this is a problem when right now they're saying it's not a problem. Because I, I promise you, <laughs> they're not. Yeah, it sounds great. Nine wins. Who'd you lose to? When you put it that way, it is a good point because it's a tone setter when you're a first-year head coach. Mm-hmm. And if you, you are on the mountaintop where you are staring down at your rivals – going lowly Ohio State and lowly MSU, they beat you both the first year, it starts to create a different narrative. Mm-hmm. Who you lose to? Because I'm thinking, okay, the toughest teams they're going to play are what? The Washingtons and the Oregon. Washington's and- not going to, well, I don't think they're going to be that good, but Texas. I get what you're saying. You're going to be playing Texas. You're going to play USC. You're going to be playing um, Ohio State. Because I don't think it would be some grave injustice if they lost in Columbus and Oregon. lost to both Texas and Oregon. Like, those are teams that are preseason top 10. If they lost those games, I'm not saying, oh, they made a mistake with Sharon Moore. The MSU one, though, both first-year coaches. Not to already ramp up for that game, but come yeah, on now. Come on. Up. Come on, it's big. That's here's big. Your, here's, your, here's your little bit of trivia for you. You know who won it? Other than that anomaly game where you had two first years, so somebody had to win... Only one other coach, one, first time around. You know who it was? He's on that board. You got a lot of buttons on that board. Who is it? Mel Tucker. Oh, oh no. 2020. Yeah, that's <sighs> enough. All right, that's enough. 97-1. Luke brought up the Tigers. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, and I would like to get the Tigers into a situation ship. We'll do that tomorrow. A situation ship? A situation ship. Not necessarily a relationship with long-term commitments, but a situationship you, using each other. So friends with benefits. That's what I want to propose for the Tigers tomorrow. Okay. We you talk- millennial. Oh, situationship. We talked Michigan football. I want to get into the Lions' off-season priorities. Let's check in with Steve first. Steve, you're on 97.1. Hi, guys. Hi, Cookies and your buddy Rocco. Hey, Steve. What's up? <laughs> hey, just uh, to answer your original question that you started this topic with, um, I have been paying attention. There's just, I think David hit it really well earlier, where he, it's been hard to keep track of all the ins and outs, so I don't know what to expect this year. My just 
Michigan fan expectations. I expect 10 or more wins. Okay. I know that's probably high, but um, I think you, you talked about it. They were fourth. I think there's really only two teams in the Big Ten that I put ahead of them, and that's Ohio State and Oregon right now. Mm-hmm. I think Penn State, um, Washington, USC, Michigan's in the same boat as them or same that's category. Fair. That's fair. Right now, I mean, talk to me in July, and let's see how it all plays out. As far as expectations going forward and where the program's at under Sharon Moore, your two and three is going to be the critical factor, right? That's going to be when I want to see this team back into the top of the Big Ten and on the level of the Oregon and Ohio State and beating Texas or whoever else they play non-conference. Yeah, I think, Steve, you're pretty level-headed about this. I mean, Sharon Moore, O-line coach, OC, if you keep that continuity, that identity, you shouldn't fall too far off. But the Big Ten's getting better. You are losing key defensive assistance personnel-wise. Uh, you're still going to be all right, but defensive assistance that you lose. This will be a very interesting year one for Sharon Moore. And he may get a partial pass, right? But it's not going to be long before Michigan fans expect postseason success, making it postseason success and Big Ten success. See, I don't know if he gets a partial pass, depending, like I said, who he loses to. Yeah, it matters. If he loses to MSU, you forget about it. His honeymoon, over. Michigan fans, angry. If he comes out the gate and they lose two to Texas and USC, yeah. so you're looking at a four, two and two team right out the gate, knowing you still have other teams yeah. to play? Yeah, creates tension. Honeymoon. Done. Over. Over. Okay. That's to use your analogy earlier. You come down the stairs, the stains are in the rug. You got you to clean up. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Dishes all over the place, like trash, garbage. What the heck happened last night? Yeah. What did we like? It was like the movie, the scene out of The Hangover. Is there a lion in the bathroom? Oh my god! It's a tiger. Yeah, it's a tiger. Oh, I'm sorry. I heard a roar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Michigan stuff is there. Lions. Congrats, people. The off season is underway, and this is the most exciting off season we've ever had as Lions fans. Super Bowl is behind us. Everybody is into the offseason. The goal is simple. Win the Super Bowl. What is the top priority for this football team? We can go through one, two, and three, but what is the biggest, most important thing for Brad Holmes to do for the Detroit Lions to be Super Bowl champions? To me, I think you have to have your house in order first. I need to get this offensive line squared up. You have two guards who are free agents. Glasgow and Jonah Jackson. When all five guys played this year, the Lions were 9-1, and one, and the only loss was the Dallas Cowboys. This team is driven by their offensive line. It's the engine. Without it, you don't convert 4th and 1, 4th and 2s. You don't run the ball. Jared Goff is under siege. Instead of being an elite quarterback, he looks like a guy you're contemplating moving on from. That's how important the offensive line is. So if you don't get your house in order first, you don't get to look to defense yet. So if you have a plan where you're going to draft a guard in the third or pay your two guards, get that squared up, and then then we look to defense. Now I look to defense first. I think there was a reason why the number one, two, three scoring defenses were in the NFC title game and the AFC title game and the Lions. You got to be able to stop. 
you got to be able to stop the opponent. You have to be able to stop the team. You got to be able to stop a team from coming back on you when you're up 17 points. Well, you do that by running the ball. Or you put pressure on their quarterback to make it not so easy for him to slice and dice and go down the field. You need a defensive line so that you don't have to dial up a blitz 40% of the time and exposing the Cam Suttons out there one-on-one deep. If you can hit home with just four, that's allowed. Blitzing is fine. But if you can get Aiden a a playmate, another rush edge, and add depth to this defensive line, you can win. Okay? Yes, offense looks great. It's fun when you see, you know, the the reverse plays and the jet sweeps and Jameer Gibbs and J-Mo and all that. Laporta, it looks fun. But you don't need all of that to win. Because if that was the case, I'd give you the Miami Dolphins. Okay? They're a fun team to watch. Can't play a lick of defense. And they were gone. You have to be able to defend. And here's the other problem. Knock on wood, you have not really had... James Houston was your significant injury on the D-line. Yeah. Wasn't that other guy. I'll leave him nameless. Yeah. That other guy goes down. Uh-oh. Your defense is over. Yeah. You need depth. You need place people there. If you have if you have a defensive line, your secondary gets better. Your linebackers get Everything gets better with a with a an elite defensive line. I'm not going to shout at you. We're not going to fight about this. Just to make it clear, one, two, three, I go O-line, D-line, then corner. D-line second. I'm right there with you. Get See, in I the buddy. D-line, O-line, kicker. Oh, okay. 14 of 17 games next year for the Lions. I don't know the dates. Indoors. What does that mean? What, what, what do we need a kicker for? We go for grit. Uh-huh. Three points. That means you're indoors. Anything 50 yards and in for a kick? Got to be money. Take those three points. Stack the three points. Because there's no wind. There's no weather. You're indoors. Perfect condition for 14 of 17 games. I don't think the kicker is going to make the difference you think it is. I think it's important. But Dan Campbell's still going to go for it on fourth and two, whether okay. he's got a kicker or not. Fourth and three, even if he has an upgraded yeah. kicker, he's still going to. Where it helps you is the fourth and five, six in between. Now you feel like you can kick Or it. you just feel like you. Because here's the thing. Cookies. Okay, yes. Mahomes won the game on a touchdown. Look how important field goals were in that Super Bowl. Two records were set. 54-57. Kickers, they're important. I know we like to think that all the, they are. You, you're indoors. It's okay to take points sometimes early in the game and make the other team chase you, make the other team have to make mistakes. Okay, in the world where the Lions are facing Kansas City, they're the dynasty, they're the, you know, the big kid on the block. You get to that Super Bowl game. I need you to be able to finish drives, mm-hmm. Don't settle for field goals. The O-line being strong and, and and reinforced will go a long way. And then the other thing, what you said, Mahomes, he's so good if you blitz him. It's a death sentence to blitz him. Aiden can't be alone. You have to be able to drop six or seven into coverage against, against yeah. elite quarterbacks. Enrico, the other... Early the, in the game, Bosa, they had him contained. Yep. That was Chase Young coming in there. It was Armstrong. They, they, they the were Chiefs, able to hit. The Chiefs scored two touchdowns. One... Aided by a muff, the second Mahomes went supernova in overtime. Right. But you're right. The Niners' defense where you don't have to blitz is one of the best ways to, to slow down. You can't stop, but slow down Mahomes. Here's the smoking gun. For everybody who wants to make corner the top priority, 
because I've seen a lot of that. The Lions gave up the most air yards in the NFL. What does that tell me? That means plays are taken too long. Routes are allowed to develop down the field. You need to get to the quarterback before the routes 15, 20, 30 yards develop down the field. You will help these corners if you can get to the quarterback. You will help your team avoid those big chunk plays down the field if the quarterback doesn't have time to let it develop. Think about Purdy. There were plays to be made if he had just a little more time. Just a little more time. But Kansas City was able to heat him up. They don't kick the field goal in overtime. Right. If Chris Jones is not there, Ayuk is wide open in the touch, in the end zone for a touchdown. But they were able to bring the pressure. That's why I think defensive line for the Lions is so important. Because, yeah, you don't have to blitz all the time. Why are we having this conversation? Well, once you identify your priorities, then you get to look to... How do I address it? Free agency, the draft, all that stuff still to come. But just work with us today. What are the priorities for the Lions? Most important positions that they need to address. It's 97-1. 97-1. We will have Roberto Valentine's Day advice before the hour ends. What not to do for Valentine's Day from the expert himself. We're talking Lions. Before we get to free agency, before we get to the draft, Rico, when you go to a grocery store, it helps if you have a list. Mm -hmm. We are building that list on the show today. What are the top priorities? What are the essentials when Brad Holmes has four picks in the top 100, when he has 50 to $60 million to spend? You don't just show up and start buying stuff. Like if you go grocery shopping when you're hungry and you don't have a list, it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. Let's build the list together. I said interior O-line. You said let's make sure an edge rusher is on the list. You threw a kicker in corner, maybe lower priority, but you can't ignore it. David, what do the ticket texters say? Brad wants an edge, and then a cornerback one, and then O-line, but he constantly says edge, so I agree with him. We need an edge rusher. Okay. Uh, Aiden needs a backup dancer. We definitely need someone <laughs> next to Aiden. So he's out there doing Thriller. Right, he 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 does. It, Someone's it moonwalking takes the heat off of him, and you know you saw what happened when Houston went down. This line wasn't the same, and Glenn had to adjust on the fly, and he had to, okay, we got to start blitzing because we're not hitting home with just four. Okay, gents, O line for one, they say Ragnow is great at one at eighty percent, but Decker is great, but Sewell gets paid, so we need young replacements. For some of those guys. Think about it. Jonah Jackson. They took him in the third round. Can they draft another Jonah Jackson this year? Keep that unit strong. They have two third round picks. Offense still wins championships. The 49ers were the number three offense and the Chiefs have Mahomes. So we need to focus on offense. And then let me read a couple see, of I would see, but I would say it was defense. They, they also both had top three defense. It, it, it took to overtime to get to the over. In the over-under. Like, neither team was scoring a lot. They were in the teens. Well, it depends on when you got the over-under. Because if you had 47 and a half, like some people. It was 19-19. Rico's point, low scoring. It was uh, it was rough. But let me read a couple of these that came through, okay? The needs, the Lions need a better head coach. Because I don't think he's going to improve in his game management. It's been three years, guys. He is who he is. Another one. They need to address the head coaching position because they're not going anywhere with Dan. <sighs> okay. We're doing this. They're not going anywhere. Sign the team that just played in the NFC Championship. 
and I know the rebuttal is, but they lost because they didn't lose because of Dan Campbell in the NFC title game. Even if you disagree with the fourth and two or the fourth and three, the bigger swing in the game was Gibbs fumble was the Vildor off the face mask, 51 yards to Brandon Ayuk. Those plays were more instrumental in the lions losing than anything. Dan Campbell did. That was a collective collapse. Fair. Then I'll throw this one in here. Someone says, Chris Jones is what we need. Throw the bank at him. Do you think he ends up? Because here's the question we'll need to ask in the next couple weeks to a month. Do they even hit free agency? Because we start to get really starry-eyed with some of these names. Like last year, it was Deron Payne. I know Gator loved Deron Payne. Yeah, one problem. He never hit free agency. Chris Jones feels like a guy Kansas City is going to do everything they can to try to keep, right? I think Chris Jones' stock went up. Kind of like, I think, Kirk Cousins' stock went up. You saw what life was like without them. Mm. And sometimes that's the best way. I don't have to say anything. You go ahead and try to replace me. Oh, wait, you couldn't. You need me. And Jones can say, you know what? How about we watch this last, this third and fourth play? Tell me how much I'm, how valued I am. Well, let me give you some news here because I think the Chiefs have already made their decision. Yes, I know they haven't even had their parade yet. Uh, But there's a little bit of news here. They have uh, re-signed Isaiah Bugs, So I think they've chosen Bugs over Jones. So Jones is available now. Case closed. He has spoken. Uh, The Lions did add a pass rusher today, Rico. Yes. (laughs) For people who missed it, they added a CFL defensive player, uh, Matthew Betts. 42 tackles, 18 sacks, and four forced fumbles for the BC Lions last season. The 18 sacks broke a Canadian or broke a record for a Canadian-born player. Okay, not enough. Gonna keep adding. Can never have enough. The text is saying they already got their guy. Okay. Are thanks. we being serious right thanks, now? Thanks, guys. Okay. No, they're, no they're, they're, they're not being serious. Yes, no, they are. David, you can't tell intent on text. They're you, not serious. You need to go out and get a defensive line. There's guy, and here's the thing. Maybe, maybe you take a chance, and you because here's what always gets me when it comes to free agents. Oh, but this guy, we're so much better than this guy. Are you? Because you can probably go get Chase Young. You missed on him. Jadavion Clowney gonna be available. You can bring him in on a year. Daniel Hunter. Like there's guys there that aren't going to break, but I'm saying Clowney's not going to break the bank. Rico, I mean, we'll get into the best way to do it at some point, but I don't really care. They have the draft. They have free agency guys who want to be traded. You have to address the defensive line. They didn't do it at all on the edge last off season. Yeah, we like our guys. Well, guess what? So did the rest of the league. You don't want to have to blitz to get pressure. No matter how likable your locker room is, you don't want to have to blitz to get pressure. So whether it's the draft, whether it's free agency, whether it's a trade, they didn't do any of those and things they, last year, and they were still so close, but now you got to get over the hump. And here's the other thing about that, too. It's okay to address your strengths. So when we feel like our line is good, then bring in more people. Right. Just like with the offensive line. Don't let we, it drop we off. We feel our line is good. Great. We're going to bring in three more guys just in case something happens. Because if the O-line takes a step back, the team will. There will be slippage. And for a team that wants to continue going the right way, and the fear of what if you never get back? If the O-line drops off, that's the fastest way back down. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's get to Anthony. You're on 97.1, Anthony. Every time a team has third-quarter woes, it usually gets blamed on the coach. I mean, I don't understand why Dan Campbell gets a pass here. You usually say the coaches are making the correct adjustments. I mean, the team had third-quarter woes all season, and it cost them, along with his 
mistakes cost them a playoff game. I don't I don't understand why no one is no one is asked that. No one has said anything about that. Anthony, it's interesting. Doesn't it feel like it all got pinned on Ben Johnson? Uh, as far as it's like slow third quarters, third quarter? yeah, yeah, I felt like most of the third quarter woes got assigned right or wrong to Ben Johnson. I mean, unless I'm missing something, that's kind of how it felt. Maybe that's not fair or right. The head coach is ultimately the most accountable, right? Yes. Rico, would you agree though? It felt like a lot of that fell on Ben Johnson's shoulders. Those third quarters where they were sluggish and didn't really move the ball and, yeah. and couldn't score. I mean, it's because they couldn't. They didn't score in the third quarter. If they did. Well, it's also because we got to the point where Dan Campbell was untouchable. You couldn't criticize him because he was God in this city. Whatever he said worked. It was. It was grit. It was toughness. He was everything that we wanted out of a coach. So that means you can't criticize him. You got to go criticize somebody else. Okay, I want to be I don't want to be careful about this. We shouldn't have to be careful about this. Dan Campbell is an infinitely likable coach. Mm-hmm. He's a successful coach. He is not a deity. He is not a god. The same goes for Brad Holmes. So I've got news. As a station, there will be critique of these guys as successful as they are, and it's okay. They're not gods or deities. No, no, but people calling it was all, you know, our offensive coordinator, we need to do better coming out there. Campbell's calling the shots. I mean, think about it. If it's a recurring problem, eventually it's his problem. What were you talking about yesterday? It was Kyle Shanahan. You weren't talking about the offensive coordinator. You weren't talking about the defensive coordinator. You said it's Kyle Shanahan. The buck stops there. But for the Lions, no, no. Campbell was untouchable last year. I mean, you had some people angry at the final game, but look what it took for fans to say maybe it was on him. Well, he did buy himself a lot of goodwill. I mean, let's not act like it was a surprise. They had the best season that Lions fans have seen. Right, but I'm saying... Because of that goodwill and because you've never seen this before, he can do whatever he wanted to do. I'm not willing to go that far where, where you can't criticize a guy. But you are right. There is that dynamic in this city. I didn't, And I'm not saying you. No, I know. We're just speaking about yeah. it. But, yeah, it, it is a thing. Speaking of a thing, Roberto Valentine's Day. Guys, what not to do from the expert, 97.1. Well, Joe and Rieger up next. They're on for three hours. David, a couple ticket texts while we pass this off to them. Did you say three hours? Wow. Rieger is. Now, Wojo. Oh, okay. Ooh, oh. Rieger has three hours. Okay, so that's what I was surprised about. All right. I guess it's a late game tonight. Yeah, Pistons uh, on the West Coast. Or Wings on the West Coast as well. Yeah, they're both on the West so. Coast. So I don't know which one it is, but Rieger's going to take you up to it. The trenches win games. Defensive line and O-line always need to be taken care of first. Make sure that happens, Lions, okay? Uh, someone's listing their free agent targets. Jonah Truck says Jalen Johnson at corner, Brian Burns edge second, Gabriel Davis, wide receiver, and Kai Fairburn, the kicker. So here's the thing. You could go out and get the best corner in the world with this defensive line. I don't think that you're going to – he's going to be that person. So, even if you went out and got Sauce Gardner, Sauce ain't going to be Sauce here with this Lions defensive line. In the spirit of love, I'm taking my wife to see One Love, the Bob Marley biopic for Valentine's Day. Okay. The biopic? Yeah. I thought about that. I thought about going to go see that. The Bob Marley one? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it looks good. It does look good. I mean, I I get So long as they don't sing, you're okay. 
What's David's issue? Well, we'll issue? see. We'll see. <laughs> if there's someone else singing, I will see about it, okay? I, I, I found out so much about David in the last 24 hours. Look, if you can't sing or you start a song off on the wrong note, then you're dead to da- me. David's the only one that didn't like Alicia Keys. No, I, no. She, she screwed up one she note. She started off the wrong note. When you start off wrong, you lost me. I'm done. I walked away. Then earlier this morning, he calls me. Like, what I'm like, I'm putting the show together, and I'm watching Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls? Ah! Uh, I hate that movie. Hate everything about that I movie. I didn't hate the movie. It's I hate just, people in the movie. You just hate Beyonce. Dreaming. You hate Beyonce. <laughs> You know what? Yes, I don't care about the beehive, the beehive, or whatever. Yes, I can't stand Beyonce. Like, like as an actor or actress, I should say, or no, as, as a musician, as a singer, because she anything she does, air, anything she does. David, I don't want to get you in any more trouble. Let's I just don't move. care. Let's just... Let people come after. No, but me. I, I care I'm about right. you more than you care I'm about right. you. I don't need you to. No, I was just like, wow, David. I, I was just watching the movie. I thought it was, you know, I, I, I like a lot of the songs in the movie. She had one song. She only I, sang one song in the movie. This that song, okay, it, good. It wasn't even about the movie. wasn't even about her. And 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 I understood that after <laughs> watching it because you go into the movie thinking, oh, here we go, and it wasn't. Right. But whatever. Okay. That that's it. That's it. I'm sorry. Can continue. I just don't think Campbell likes using a kicker, regardless of who it is. Badgley isn't as bad as people make him out to be. That's fine. I, you have 14 of your 17 games will be played in a dome. You need to be able to, to kick 50-yard field goals and not worry about it. Well, Joe, help me out on this. What's what's wrong? With I you? feel like even if the Lions had a better kicker, Campbell's still going for those fourth and fifth. Yeah, oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Let's yeah. go for it. By the way, I heard your little um, Valentine's Day segment there where you got mm-hmm. Roberto, the king of love, basically giving advice. There's only one thing, well, two things that women want on the Valentine's Day. Flowers and chocolate? No. A peck and a poke. That's pretty much it. Right? A little peck in the cheek. Can, can we talk about something very... Uh, it, it, what? I, I got to bring this up. I, I think it needs to be brought up on air. What? Why Nothing but everybody... vultures work here. Nothing but freaking vultures. I was nice enough to loan my headphones to Daniela Bruce for Are the Tiger really Show yesterday. Are you really going to start yelling about and this? And I asked her to just Did put you just hear what your radio partner just yeah. said? adapter. Nobody Catching cares. can't hear you because, oh. yeah, yeah. Nobody cares? No, no. Why is that bad? Why is that bad? So, what are you upset about? You're fine. No one's going to cancel you, Wojo. You're uh, fine. What? Yo, you're, 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 you know, you right? will get canceled, but yeah. you're going to get canceled by yourself. Dude, if you had to get... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even acknowledging what you said. What did you say, Rieger? <laughs> Nothing. He was just, uh, just rambling saying. nonsensically. So, so Everybody's the, a vulture that works So you're here. saying Danella stole your quarter jack. No, no, no. She was nice enough to leave my headphones back where they were. But, but someone in else. The process, so it's a mystery. Somebody that works in this station, get the damn cameras going, took my eighth-inch adapter. It took your eighth-inch? Is that what you call that? Valentine's Day. My eighth of an inch. That's right. That's already spoken. Didn't, for. didn't know you had that much to spare. Um, yeah, the, thanks for derailing the whole show, Rieger. <laughs> you guys have to start your show with an investigation now. I'm disgusted uh, by the people that work here. Between, between that and what you said and Roberto giving his wife a package of D-cell batteries. Well, yeah. Whoa. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, you know Day. what, though? Whoa. This is a true story. That is Pastor's so out of line. Partner, you know, they make Jansen? USB-C now. Okay? Oh, no, you're, you're right. right. You're right. What's the Jansen deal? What am I walking into? 
Never mind. Never mind. Okay. You can well, tell me off there, then. Roberto's neighborhood, the lights dim and very I, I feel there's two different conversations going on. It's, it's I can't okay. hear what you guys are talking we'll about, so I'm just going to opt out. You know, we're we're just, right here, Rieger. Okay. What are you not hearing? But, but Rieger yeah. can't hear behind the glass. They're just not set your show anything. up. Just set your show up and let's go. Why don't you take it? Why don't you plug in your headphones like a professional? Is Rieger I even can't. part of the show? <laughs> All right. Then you know what? Opt out. Hit the portal. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys eat any of the big donuts out there today? <laughs> They're called punchkis. I know. Uh, I, I'm working my way up to one. You know what? I, <laughs> Kenny, t- I had a quarter of Kenny's. A quarter of one. Okay. Yeah, we started the show. We realized everybody in here is washed because you can't put down the punchkis like old, you used it's, to. It's, it's, no, it's a, it's a young can. man's game. Yeah, like no, Luke, is, Luke is trying to eat six. The update. You're like, I, I'm going to do six. I'm like. Yeah, that's a young man's game. Back Who in the did day. It? Some, didn't somebody put him in a blunt blender once? Was that Kenny? No, that was... Uh, it, somebody put him in a blender. That was Sully. Oh, Sully. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. He yeah. drank them? It's like Ooh, six that was them. Sully. That's yeah. right. I remember that. That's disgusting. We're going to find out who the new... like Since Jared Goff is no longer really polarizing. Not at all. Not well, even the cookies. People have accepted him. Right? Yeah. Well, not Vegas. Well, uh, 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 well, yes, you're even, even me, the cookie e- man e- Even I have. So who is the most polarizing <laughs> sports figure in Detroit now? Yeah, so no, what no, no. polarizing thing do we have left no. to yeah. solve? It's Kay? still him because we did Maybe. the... Did you see the Vegas MVP? Yeah, but that's Vegas. We don't care no, no, what no. they say. And then all of a sudden, a lot of people said, yeah, he doesn't deserve to be an MVP candidate. Yeah, but they still... Is the glow like wearing off? A, there's a difference between liking as a quarterback and MVP. still golf. I don't think so. Is it's, it really? See, I think the, there were Jared Goff chants everywhere. Okay. Yeah. In the grocery stores. Okay. No, you know who it might Outside. be? Is it a tiger? It might well, be becoming Cade Cunningham. Mm, no. Might be. But people, enough people, people have to care. To go down to the game. Yes. Yeah, well, they, they look at the, the stats. Yeah. Okay. If, if I have a vote, it's still Goff. Uh, okay, you have a vote, but we are going to nullify it, I'm afraid. Wow. He's been embraced. He's beloved. So much for black history. Yeah. My vote doesn't count. Disenfranchised. Wow. Well, I enjoyed the cookies and milk show today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cookies and Do you want to go further? Milk? I know you want to. <laughs> go. Just say it. No, what? Just say it. Say what no. you said out there. Everybody judges me. I'm not going <laughs> to be judged. <laughs> Just say it. It's Wojo and Rieger. They're I'm next. 97.1. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.